Oh, hey, it's you again. Welcome back to Getting It Out Podcast. Whether you're a frequent listener or even just a first timer, I want to thank you for clicking on the episode. I know there's a lot of options, a lot of podcasts to pick through and listen to. And this time you chose Getting It Out. If you like what you hear on this episode or maybe what you've heard in the past, I want to ask you to consider joining the gettingitout.net Patreon, where you'll get early ad-free access to interviews, sometimes weeks before they air. It only costs $2 a month, and hey, once you set it up, it's like making beef jerky in the 90s. You set it, and you forget it. You'll get email updates each time I post an episode exclusive to the Patreon. And though the cost is low for you, your support makes a huge impact on what I can continue to do with gettingitout.net and Getting It Out podcast. If you're interested, check the link in the show notes or head over to patreon.com slash gettingitoutpodcast. Thanks for hearing me out, and enjoy this episode of the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 153 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Demokles from Norway, my favorite Norwegian band. If you've been listening to the podcast at all for any time in the last year or two, uh, you've likely heard a Demokles track before, and that's because I play every single song they send to me because I like them all. I can't wait to hear the whole album, which I believe is about done. They're working on their second as far as I know. But anyway, we're going to get a Gore from Demokles on in the near future to uh, talk about the band, get a little more in-depth instead of just uh, hearing cool music all the time. I want to hear more. I want to hear more secrets of how the these 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 guys <laughs> how these guys do it. But anyway, that track was called Miss Misanthropy, and it's excellent just like the rest. Um, okay, so what's happening on this podcast? I got Ricky Armolino of Hawk and Ice Nine Kills. Ricky is an old friend of mine and also happens to be a neighbor. He's the only guest to have appeared every year on the podcast and his band Hawk just put out an EP, Tolerance's Paradox. So needless to say, we have a lot that we could talk about and we did and that's why it's a two-hour interview and that's why you're going to listen to every single word. Okay, let's get started. Damn, what's good all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious hot dog back at it again with another podcast intro. They said, oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Getting It Out podcast? Okay, hey, real quick. This is the last episode of 2020. Is it 2020? Do we say 2020? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, what the, the year that most people are going to say is the worst one yet. Uh, by what metric? I don't know. But I guess it was pretty bad. It was actually pretty good for me. But, you know, um, it's all about uh, perspective, I guess. We say that a couple times this interview with Ricky, and you'll see why. But um, Thank you for listening, if you have, over the years. Uh, like I said, this is the last one for the year. Going to put it out a day early just because uh, it would normally drop on Christmas, and uh, you definitely aren't going to listen if you're doing Christmas morning. So I'll try Christmas Eve morning. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Um, no more no more usual nonsense like there is in the beginning. I'm going to play you a song from uh, from Hawk. This one's called Counter Ops, and then we're going to get into the interview with Ricky. You think you know his game? That'll flip it Rest motherfucker with his hands on your windpipe Gather up Sing this song for you suckers if you gather up Gather up We're gonna fit right in We act real dumb Same fucking pledge you'd be amazed Some other guys accomplish this Lock and child are up inside a cage Make him wonder where his father is Publish every single word you're saying It's my so anonymous If the sergeant thinks he dissipated Then he's gonna fuck up your esophagus Cause we 
guys <laughs> all right so i mean i know we've been talking for a while now but yeah let's now now we'll pre- officially pretend to start talking yeah 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 so how's it going <laughs> uh, you already know but uh it's all right you have been up to a lot of stuff this year and yeah well i was thinking about this earlier this week actually last week maybe but there's a lot of shit to ask you about that we actually haven't even talked about in private because a lot of shit actually happened to you specifically this year what what was it again because i'm like well you i was just all right so yeah like all right so hawk yeah go backwards go backwards okay so so, um oh god all right so 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 i'll I'll just start with this so hawk uh my unsigned band that got shelved by a record label got on the radio and i had starks I know I love you to death. You got a great energy. Everything about you is great. Everybody loves hanging out with you, but I need you to shut the fuck up for like a minute. Got to read the room. Yeah, man. It's an important skill. Trying You're, to teach my kids that. Pets, pets will continue when the podcast is done. <laughs> ah, I'll grab them. I'll pick them up. Hang on. So, so anyway, I'll talk louder while I'm away from the mic, so you can still hear. He tried. He tried running away from being held. He doesn't like. He doesn't like being brought up to the desk. There you go. Like a natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's here. I need you to work the session, Starks. So anyway, yeah, no. Um. So we we got a text from the manager. He's like, we're being played on Octane right now, and it's just unusual for being in a unsigned band for things like that to happen. And I had a minute to go upstairs, and like text a few of my friends and be like, this is pretty big. And then I had to like come back downstairs because Pat was here and we were working on on that Affiant song. Yeah. And he needed to get back to Buffalo at a certain time. 
So it's just like, got to get back to work. And that's been pretty much every single time. Like we released, uh, so Hawk released that EP, and I had Amanda from this uh, death metal band on prosthetic called The Machinist. And, you know, we had an hour that we all like kind of hung out upstairs, and we literally just sat on the couch, kind of talking and, uh, you know, passing the volcano bags around. And then it was like, yeah, I should probably get back to this. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so, so Hawk released that. Um, Ice Nine Kills has been doing a bunch of stuff. Um, I've been recording like every fucking thing on existence and um, nobody's releasing it right now because of the pandemic. So I think at some point there's going to be like just a flood of stuff. I think that that's I a work. bad move. Yeah, there's just gonna be a flood of stuff that comes out yeah. all at once. Yeah, that's I, I've talked a lot of a lot of bands. Obviously, this is what the whole thing. But the, and I I appreciate the people who are still releasing it because what the fuck are you gonna do? Like, what are you waiting for? Well, yeah, no, it's it's just I think you know I think Hawk kind of lucks out because we can just keep creating content here. Yeah, and you know we made our oh yeah so we made that music video we got shot at that was fun three shots in Wrightsville, PA. <laughs> What's and then that, the inevitable Who shot at you. We, some guy on the street. <laughs> like seriously, like there, the, the cops showed up while we're filming our like anti-establishment neo-Nazi video. You know, the police show up and they're like, "What's going on over here?" Well, this is a pretty good story. Dog already wants to go. See, that's what happens when you ask for pets. Your day gets broken up. There you go. All right, now sit down. Go find something boring to do. <laughs> All right. So anyway, sorry. I had to tend to my dog. I had to tend to my dog. Man, I can actually see on here how much more I talk than people. Yeah, but that's what, you're supposed to be the one who talks more right now. Oh, okay, so that's fair, all right. Fair enough. Um, so anyway, so we we uh, yeah we we were doing this music video. We had um, Dan Horhan and his team come down from Boston. He worked on all the Silver Scream, Ice Nine Kills videos, and yeah. me and him are thick as thieves now. Um, so he comes down, he has a whole video planned, and we have like 30 fake guns. Several of them are very realistic airsoft, uh, you know, airsoft guns that I've purchased for other music videos. And people kind of ask us sometimes, they're like, why do all, all your videos, like, all like guns and crime stuff and all that shit? It's like, because we keep buying these fucking props for the videos and we can't return a lot of them. So we go through our assets and what can we do next time? Like, I don't know. I guess we could do a blah, 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 because we still have the blah, 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 and the blah, 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 and the blah, blah, blah. All right, go. And, you know, the blah, blah, blah is usually fake guns, SWAT gear. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we make this, like, little plot. Um, you know, Dan, Dan and me go back and forth. I only have one rule for the video. I wanted to make a video that had no connective tissue. And what that means is, like, you know, scene one, you got the gun on the table, you know, you got to be like, shit, we didn't get anybody grabbing the gun. Well, how are they going to know how we got the gun? You're like, all right, fuck, fuck, fuck. So you got to, you know, film like scene one and somebody grabs the gun off the tape. Those little connective tissue shot shots literally ruin music videos for me. just a part of being in music videos where you're just scrambling to try and put, you know, the plot together so that the, the viewer can logically follow it. Because I don't even want a plot in my music videos. No. I just want to watch people who look cool. And I want to hear the song and I want to connect the two things together and then walk away and go, you know what? I actually love slow tie. He's like this rapper from the UK. I heard one time I was like, this is not for me. And then I watched one music video. I was like, wait, this is my favorite song right now. Simply because the visual and the song connected several parts of my brain together or whatever. So, you know, so I, I just told Dan, I'm like, hey, no connective tissue. If, if, if there's a plot, I want it to be optional. 
I want the viewer to look at the video and I just want it to be fun. I want us to set up shots that we like. And if the viewer wants to put together the plot, cool. Dan was like, I can do that. So he comes back and, and him and Adam, um, Adam has a huge part in it too. They kind of like work out this like plot about like a neo, like kind of like, you know, a, um, they make their own, you know, neo-Nazi group that's, you know, loosely based in reality and actual neo-Nazis. And they, they actually come up with their own symbol for it and their own lore, which I think is hilarious and awesome. And it's like, uh, yeah, the video is just going to be about you guys infiltrating it, but it's going to be told in a, you know, in, 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 a, in a way where it's not linear. And I say, sure, I'm on board. Cool. And that's like literally in a week before the video, everybody's freaking out because we don't have locations and shit. And they're like, Ricky, you need to help. I was like, I thought I did. So we, um, so we figure out locations and shit. We have to push the video back a week. And we get this place in Wrightsville. We build fake walls in my basement. We like, we get a fucking $600 t-shirt gun for some, from somebody for like cheap and we paint it to look like a grenade launcher and like you know super glue pvc pipes onto it and all this i'll show it to you before you leave <laughs> it's it's real well, i saw it in the video yeah, yeah it's real it works yeah. i shot at him in the face with it which sucks because we got several shots of me just gunning him in the face with this t-shirt gun launcher and every shot it just looks so not dramatic because he didn't have time to react just and they <laughs> it like do you know you know like yeah. we just couldn't use it like ah oh, fuck and that's the one thing that people don't know about music videos is you end up spending a lot of time making shit you can't use. Right. And that's, um, but so we, um, so yeah, while we're filming the scene of me shooting Adam with the grenade launcher outside of Catholic High, um, the cops show up. And, you know, there, we have signs everywhere like, this is a music video, none of this is real. But it's still very uncomfortable. People are like walking on the way into downtown Lancaster and they're seeing us with these like fake neo Nazi armbands and stuff. And we're like, right. it's music video. Yeah. Don't worry, it's, um, <laughs> You'll you'll see how it works out. We actually kill these guys, uh, not in real life. Stick it's, around. Yeah. It's fantasy. It's <laughs> fantasy. So anyway, so um, so we go to Wrightsville and yeah, we're just filming and we're we're getting the scenes of Jack and Bernie playing, you know, their their guitars in the back of a truck, and um, and I uh, I'm talking to Kaylee, the the production director, and because we have like a lighting rig and everything, like it's a big thing. We have a yeah. guy who works at the venue who's like watching over and Kaylee's telling me that she never even wanted to have a fake gun pointed at her, but Heather couldn't make it out for the shoot. And so Kaylee needed to take a shot to the stomach. Um, and so she needed to have a fake uh, airsoft gun pointed at her for the scene. And she was revealing to me that it was like, it was kind of traumatic because she was like, dude, I never wanted a gun pointed at me, not even a fake one. And it finally happened, and it sucked just as much as I thought it would. And, you know, there's that part there where it's like, you might be overreacting a little <laughs> bit, Kaylee, but I respect you. You know, she's, right, right. she's awesome. She was so cool. But you're like, don't, don't be traumatized by the airsoft gun, you know. It's, and so I'm on my phone, and then I just hear, bah, bah, bah. And I, I'm like, what? What was it? That was gunshots. Those were gunshots. And, um... And Kaylee's standing in the parking lot. I'm like, oh, my God. And like, start being like, we got to get behind this wall. So I'm just like, and I'm not really rushing that much. I'm like, hey, come with me. Come with me. Go over here. Go over here. And and because there's like, it's a weird configuration where it's like the parking lot. And then there's like another building. So you could kind of get behind the one building. And then there there's like the backdrop of the whole thing is this huge building. Um, and, you know, of course, there's a guy there who's like, no, 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 those are fireworks. And uh, they're, they're, they're not fireworks. So then there's the ensuing 
uh, disagreement over whether those are fireworks or gunshots while we're out in the open. <laughs> and then one of the guys from this band, Misery, that I was starting literally the next day, who I was supposed to start that day, but the video shoot got pushed back. So it was yeah. like, you know, you're kind of like, consolation prize you're like do you guys want to be in the music video and they're like yeah fuck yeah you're like cool that saves me that day um and but the, they rule they're uh they, they were like you know they they uh he joey joey who is worthy of a whole other story too i fucking love this guy he's so cool but he uh he's like this little scene guy and he wears like eye makeup and stuff but he is um, one of those people that does deep sea diving and like excavation and has to like take apart things in the most dangerous conditions ever. Yeah. Like yeah. underwater. And he always has his like a fucking 45 everywhere he goes. <laughs> and he's always fixing things. Like when he was like, hey, I noticed your, your, your car is leaking some air. Your tire, give me your keys. Um, I was like, oh, can you go get fix a flat? And then he's explaining. It's like, you no, fix a flat will do this and this and this to your tire. They won't even blah, blah, blah. At the, like, He's explaining tires to me like a dad. And, you know, he's a little eye makeup guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I fucking love He's, I want a TV show about him, you know, where everybody's just terrified of him and he just unloads a full clip of his 45 and something every now and then. Um, you know, but no, he's a. Uh, For now. He's so funny. Now he's just staring at me. So, anyway, so yeah, no, he, um, he runs up to us and he's just like, I got, I got eyes on him. I got eyes on him. He's, he was like, he's on foot. He's on foot. He's going down that road. And the guy was like, I, he probably just threw some firecrackers. He's like, no, he's got a gun. He's got a gun. And uh, right around that time, like, so there's still the argument going on. Be like, nah, 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 because I think it's fireworks. And at this point, you're like, is this your per Like, do you know this guy? You know, um, the cops show up because somebody in the building called the cops because a bullet went through their window. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. That's, and, that's not a and, firework. And, but here's the best part. So the cops show up to our argument. Like, you know, some people could say it's, it's anti-fascist state, which... You never want to have to explain to the cop. That's like, hey, don't worry, we're not making some anti-cop video. We're making an anti-police in a fascist state video. Because, like, you don't want to use more than eight words to explain something to a cop. No. You know what I mean? I think, I think six is like the... But um, we have 30 fake fucking guns. And so the police show up. They're like, did you guys fire one of those guns in the window? And Kaylee is fucking on it. And she runs up. She was like, we have no weapon that can fire a live round. These are all fake weapons. And the cop looks at her. He goes, okay. And he starts walking towards where the shooter was. And at this point, it was just like, that's all that fucking took? <laughs> like, he didn't check? No, yeah. Those could have been the real thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we could have just unloaded on the building and yeah. the cop shows up. We're like, no, those are fake. And he goes, okay. Well, you're also in Wrightsville. That's, yeah, that's, this is a big part of this. Well, we found out something. Well, first of all, I didn't know that was a thing. Second of all, um, there was a gun store that was robbed three days prior more than 30 weapons were taken <laughs> you got the whole cash yeah and they don't even yeah oh my yeah. and they didn't even ask <laughs> yeah. they were just like wait 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 are those that's about 30 uh 30 guns did did, did you guys uh where did you get them we're like we rented them from a prop store okay <laughs> checks out it checks out yeah. <laughs> based on nothing yeah that's very not surprising uh police work for york county Pennsylvania I remember the officer the one guy at one point he's like what is going on over there because you know they're like they have like all these like cops and helmets and they're like filming them fighting I was like uh we're making um we're making like an anti-establishment music video and the cop was like cool and I like went on to explain more he's like I don't actually care man <laughs> and I was like that's for the best yeah 
but don't you appreciate when people do that yeah like i don't know you know you you waste your time i've had plenty of people explain things to me where i just had the other day on was on the phone with somebody from home depot or something and they just went on with this very long explanation i just felt like a like a prisoner you know yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't i don't actually care we can stop this now yeah but you don't want to be rude but it'd save us all a lot of time if you could just be like hey man you're gonna need to find an audience for yeah. this that's what i do whenever um you know, I have a let's say, uh, one of the you know, uh, somebody extremely close to me, let's say a family member, sometimes like going on a deep dive into the way they feel about a political issue. And I have a new way of dealing where it'll be like, Hey, dad, could you, um, could you find an appropriate audience for this? <laughs> and he'll be like, Oh, yeah, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. He'll be like, Thanks, man. <laughs> like, you know, it's funny, you said you said something to me years ago that I always remember, and I don't know why it stuck with me so much, but we were at a bag. And this is, it's got to be well over 10 years. Because before, it was when I lived in Lancaster, I, I lived over in that area. And then I moved to Baltimore for almost 10 years. Yeah. But we yeah. were, but we were, we were standing outside and you were talking about, I forget, I forget what the fucking main subject we were going on about, but you said something where you're like, you know what I hate? I hate when people say, do you know, do you want to know what I really think? Like, like, like you should give a shit about their opinion like how how, well, how kind of arrogance it takes to yeah yeah i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna drop an opinion on you are you are you teed up <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just always remember that now yeah. people say you don't know what i really think well, like well it's like with music i've learned this like around musicians i don't know what it is that and and you know i think i like i very much had this for a period of time but like so one thing about my job as a producer which now i'm like I'm writing for so many people. I literally, I just sit down and if the client isn't here, if somebody cancels on me and I have them booked for the day, I will get to work on a song. I will write it. I'll make sure that I like it. I will sing the song and I'll just text it to the to whoever in the band is my POC. And I'll be like, hey, here's a song. If you guys want it, just have your singer come out for a few hours. I'll record them. And, and you know, and if they get all weird with me and be like, "Oh man, well, I mean, like you know, that's not really us," I'll be like, "That's fine. I'll sell, it's, I'll sell it to somebody else. Then somebody else will take it." And then they'll almost always be like, hey, "Yeah, no, you know, like the guy. I think the guys might be into it, but we might need to make a few s small changes. Like whatever helps you sleep at night, man. I don't give a shit." But um, you know, so I I I I have to like I have to listen to a lot of stuff. And when I say a lot of stuff, I mean shine down. You know, I have to yeah. listen to Nickelback. I have to listen to uh, Katy Perry, Taylor Swift. I have to listen to like Twenty One Pilots and take notes. And the more notes you take, and the more things you start understanding about these things, the one thing that 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 that, that just keeps like disintegrating away, like you know, from you is is this sense of of right and wrong about taste. Because like I'm gonna be honest, I I fucking love Shine Down now. I didn't I didn't plan that on that because it's it's I don't think it would be my 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 WWE music if I came out <laughs> right. I don't think I would walk to a Shinedown song because I don't necessarily like identify with that music the way that you know let's say somebody who's drunk and pregnant would uh, identify with it but I um, good combination is that is that, is that okay wait is that, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the way that two people um so anyway so so with um the 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 writing and stuff you you know shine down and everything um i don't identify with um you know like some some of that stuff you know 
like like the way that that other people would. However, I enjoy it because I've listened to it enough and I'm starting to understand the way the chord patterns work, what vocal melodies seem to work in those things. And I've started to notice more and more that you cannot talk about music without some dude in, in the room um, going, uh, uh, oh, I don't really like stuff like that. I like more stuff. And you go, okay, what? And you're just sort of like, you, you, you notice how like people, I don't know what it is about music that makes people think that they like, they have to let you know where they stand on it. Yeah. And the more that you understand about that stuff, the more you know how like arbitrary it's like, okay, yeah, I get, I, I get it. You like, we formulate these identities and we always want to make sure that people are fully aware of it. Be like, I'm, a, I'm an alt rock guy. You're like, okay, well, you know, the thing about it is, is you can decide that 15 seconds ago. Um, you know, or I'm an alt-right guy, I'm a extreme left guy, I'm a this, I'm a that. We're all obsessed with identities, but in my opinion now, it's like, if it takes, if, if an identity could have taken you 15 seconds to decide on, which a lot of them fall under that category. Like, example, like, I, you know, if you suddenly, you know, with no, I don't know, actual accolades or actual record of, you know, the things that you do, if you suddenly very, very strongly take a stance on a very specific political issue, you could have decided that 10, 10 seconds ago. It's not an interesting thing to bring up with people. Right. Maybe you have work to do where you're trying to like sp spread a message, let people know like, hey, I d d decided to work on this. Do you have time for me to tell you about a message that, that I, I really think is important for people to think? Yeah, I could put that on my plate. What do you think? But... I think the thing is right now we live in a society where people are just, they, they think that an identity is something they can just wear and then all of a sudden that makes them unique or interesting in some way. You know what I mean? Right. And you notice that, especially with musicians. Like more so, like because they're fucking narcissists. So it'll be like, you'll, you'll be like, oh yeah, so I was listening to this, um, you know, I don't know, fucking whatever, Journey song or whatever. Oh, you know, I like some of Journey's songs. Uh, some of them though. And you're like, oh my God, dude, please don't tell me this. <laughs> I like I don't need to know this. And they'll right. be like, "Well, no, you do. You you need to know it cuz you need to know which journey songs I like." And you're like, "Why why? What like in what world do I need to know with you and your massive amount of inexperience what journey songs you prefer?" <laughs> or like when somebody lets you know when they have a family member that like, you know, ah, uh, you know, like I was showing this to my sister and she said this and I always I'm like, well, does she, uh, does she A and R at a label? Like, oh no, no, no. Oh, okay, is she like an artist manager or something? Yeah. Booking a, uh, but she's well connected though, right? Like, no, 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 no. She, she, you know, she works in sales. And you're like, okay, um, why would you ever bring up your sister's opinion about this with me? Why? And you're like, well, I'll just you know, she likes music. Like, literally everyone likes music. It's an endorphin rush. Anybody who doesn't like music there's probably something in their life that's missing that hasn't led them to the experience that many of us had. And that's, and you should fix that. You know what I mean? But uh, anyway, I forget where we are. Where were we? I don't know. I don't know where we, oh, opinions. Where we ended. Yeah. Opinions are fucking annoying, man. Well, you know, there's this thing that I like to bring up all the time and you were mentioning like some well-established or I don't know. I don't, to say that they're well-liked is like Nickelback, all right? Yeah. Nickelback, what the? I, don't, I have no issue with Nickelback. They're fucking awesome. I don't I, know why we all decided to hate them so much. Well, it, it, it just, like, well, why? But my question for you, as somebody who who goes through songs, is 
how do you what what makes them so good? What makes them so successful well, at writing? Well, the thing about it is, it's like Nickelback's kind of like, like they have their own studio. They work on their own music. They were, I mean, what what normally happens with an artist is is for an artist to be on a level like that, there has to be some people who decided that they were worth putting money into. And chances are, they found a group of guys that you know there's enough people that looked at one another and go and says putting money into this group of people is a good idea, you know, you know, cause the artist needs, the artist is going to like write their own music to a certain degree, but then they're going to work with other producers. People are going to come in. Like I work with dozens of artists and some of them I'm writing a lot more of their stuff than others, but I'm always, if I work with one guy, it, we're going to have a completely different song come out than if, if there was another person in the room. There's yeah. an energy in the room. You have to read the room. You have to work on stuff. So like these bigger artists that people will be like, dude, did you see Beyonce worked with 40 producers on this one song? It's like, that's how many people these songs can be passed between for small stuff. Like they might work with one producer and they have like a structure of a song and then, you know, and, and, and Beyonce isn't totally happy with it yet. And they're like, well, let's connect you with this guy. But then there's another producer who's at the session. So there's two more. The one guy's like, Hey, I got this drum guy. He's really fucking sick. We should, uh, let's see what kind of drum samples we get out of him. And they, all right. So another guy's, you know, can you try redoing the percussion for the song? And he takes a stab at it. Doesn't land it. They send it to three other guys. Now you got five in the mix and now they might try a couple different mixing engineers if a song is going to net millions and millions and millions of dollars chances are they're going to be sending it around and trying out different stuff right, right. you might get one person that gets a single you know one of those bing like the computer starting up noises yeah. just puts in the song and beyonce's like i love that but um if you listen to any producer talk about beyonce Beyonce is incredibly hands-on with her music. She even has a library of all of her own favorite drum samples that she like brings around. And they were saying that she'll spend, um, I remember watching this, it was like a 45 minute video of this one guy talking about a Beyonce mix that he did. And he said Beyonce and him worked on it for 30 hours. They didn't sleep, they didn't leave to eat, people were bringing them food. And he said Beyonce, if she wants something to be done, they, they just get to work and they, are, they don't stop until it's done. And he was just like, I've never had an artist who was more specific about what Tom samples they wanted. Like Beyonce is kind of obsessed with drum samples for whatever reason, which I think made her made me like her way more. But then he was like, when it came to her singing, he was like, I literally just set up a mic and she just started singing and I'd hit record. He was like, I think we went through the song maybe like, you know, maybe like 70 to 100 times she would just go through and just add her own harmonies add her own ad-libs he's like i just leveled it out he was like her doing the singing portion took like a couple hours tops um and the rest of it was just you know intense detail-oriented stuff where she was incredibly specific about what she wanted to do and um and 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 so a lot of times if there's an artist that has reached a level that's like a wider that that a wider audience seems to grasp there is a lot of stuff going on underneath the hood that's probably being done right right and you know then you only hear like the very end product where you hear the one song they push to radio and it's just like i'm gonna bang her in the shower <laughs> and you're like fuck that guy yeah. and you don't realize that there is probably like 40 songs and then they're just like the label really wants to push this one and the band sitting in the room they're like that one the fuck that one was a fucking joke right like what why can't we push the one about my, my fucking dying grandma? And they're like, they, no, dude, come on. 
you think people you think people want to get bummed out by that shit? Like, all right, all right, all right, you know, you know, they're real people, and they probably and knowing that they have their own studio, I like them. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. they're like me, right? You know, but um, the the uh, yeah, I, I I try not to resent like quote unquote bigger artists or anything because a lot of times you know when you have um metal is like one of the most toxic fucking worlds on earth and i go on my instagram every now and then to vent about it while playing you know i'll just i'll go on spotify and i'll, I'll uh i got this one song uh here I, i'm at my computer i can actually um or i'll go on instagram live And I'll just start bitching about what it was like touring in a metal band in 2010 while that song well, plays. <laughs> <laughs> I well, saw I saw you do one of those, and uh, I think I saw you. Oh, what the fuck were you talking about? It, you, you mentioned within the ruins. I remember that because I oh think my I had God, one yeah, that I week, love but those I forget, guys. I forget what the I forget what your rant was about, but I do. I remember seeing one of those. <laughs> those every now and then people are like, dude, I I saw you. You you almost seemed, you were like losing it, man. It was like no, that was. <laughs> Me being funny, like that's that's a sometimes I can't tell if you're high or delirious. Oh no, I, I'm just overworked and <laughs> I, I, I just just doing my favorite Bill Burr impression, you know. <laughs> well, with the, you mentioned like taking a long time to produce something and get it right, how you feel, right? When when I first had you on three years ago, you were talking about Hawk. You were maybe just starting. Yeah, maybe a little. You were about to play. I think your first show at the ABR Christmas thing. Yeah. But anyway, but but now that was three years ago or two years ago, which, whichever way. And now you just put out that your EP mm -hmm. was it Tolerance's Paradox? Yeah, is that, yeah, is that yeah. Correct. What? So, I mean, obviously you've been doing a lot of Ice Nine Kill shit. Oh yeah. You you were touring all over the place. Did did being stuck here finally get that done? A kind of yeah. Like we were planning on having it done before, and honestly, it's you know Ice Nine. Um, got a lot busier than Ice Nine thought Ice Nine was going to get, and a lot of plans had to be made around that. But um, you know, it—that's it, it, you know—that's great. You know, I—I I, I love touring with Ice Nine. I love like I connect with so many people, right. not only fans, which is like a huge thing, is because to be an artist, you need a fan base. If people fucking draw you. It's a little bit weird. But it, it's also pretty cool. You know, I. I, I, that's a that's a topic that's like I have to unpack every now and then in my night terrors. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, Where it's yeah. just like, all right, let's visit this. Oh, they're drawing me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my thirties. <laughs> um, but the uh, the truth is, I, and I actually like I got a little emotional yesterday because there's this one girl, Jen, who who does artwork for us, and she's actually and she's she's like she's an adult. Um, she's an adult with a real adult life and she draws Hawk stuff a lot, but it's really fucking good. Mm -hmm. And she sent me, um, a print of like one of the dopest things I've ever seen. She made this like kind of, it's like this scary, um, hand-drawn illustration of the golden girls and like them kind of like decrepit and, you know, it just a really, really cool art piece. And she was like, Hey, I, this looks like something you would like. Can I make a print of this for you for Christmas? And I and if I would have seen that anywhere, I'd be like, "It's dope as fuck." Like right. I, I would buy that. It's yeah. just the Golden Girls, and it was just like a, <laughs> just you know just in a horror setting or something like that. But it was really well done, and um, and I got a little emotional because it's just like 
you know, when you're an artist, you 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 want to assume that all these people that like you are just, you know, like ah, they're just going through a phase. They'll get over this. And but we have like these these fans, um, and they'll sometimes reach out to me because because I mean like. I'm not a normal guy. I think anybody that watches me on the internet is like, is right. that guy still working? Right. You know what I mean? And um, I, I can, you know, I just fall under the category of um, when things in my life are difficult, which unfortunately right now they're a lot more difficult than I would like them to be. Um, I, it's a lot easier for me to just go in the basement and work. Yeah. And which I, it sometimes happens like about 20 minutes after I wake up until about 2.30 in the morning and I'm just like fighting to get to bed. And, you know, in there somewhere, I might need to, like, run out and be like, dude, I got to go pick up food. I, you know, I, I make, like, little concessions with artists and stuff. And, you know, I have my intern, Matt, here. I'll be like, Matt, can you hit record for a bit? And he'll be like, so, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's great. <laughs> but, you know, it's, um, these people see that, and then they send me messages sometimes, and they'll be like, hey, I see how much you want, how much you're doing, and, and now I'm trying to do that, too. And that's to me that's the only thing that has ever made me feel like what i do is a bit better than the most dishonorable shit ever where it's just like you know we're we're like you know am i going to tell my fucking b24 flying war hero grandfather like oh i i just played shows and people treated me like i was in my 13th birthday <laughs> well into my 30s and threw them right. you know what i mean like how do i tell that person that but now that i actually know that it 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 to some degree, there are people, and you know, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to single out any one art, artist or anything, but it's just, you know, when when I, I I see this stuff, stuff, some of them are making like new drawings every single day, and they send it, they'll like send them to me, and I'll and I'll tell them my thoughts on them, and I'll, I'll always be like, dude, send me any anything else you come up with, just keep sending, and they'll be like, oh, I I got out of work and I wanted and and just the fact that it's like, I get so frustrated with people because I I have I have like friends who like. They spend like four hours a day playing video games. And and that's cool. Like playing, there's nothing wrong with playing a video game. Literally, there have been studies that show that it's actually good for you. Up until 25 minutes and then after that 25 minutes a day, there is no positive cognitive enhancement from, from a study that I saw. But anyway, but the fact of the matter is that's a lot of hours that could be put into something like a podcast, right. put into literally anything. And when people tell me that they don't like their life situation, like... You know, it's like it took me 10 years of dicking around in here to like get to a point where I could create the stuff that I want to make because you have your taste and you have what you can do. And what you can do is usually way, way far underneath what your taste is. Yeah. They're very, yeah. there's right. a large, uh, they're disparate, you know? And, um, and you have to like spend a lot of years just climbing your way up to where you can get like I'm not you know it's like I'm not to my taste yet because like I listen to like I listen to like Nine Inch Nails and then I listen to my shit and we're like I can tell there's a difference I've got ears for it you know what right. I mean but the honest truth is I you know anytime I work on something I ask myself would I have paid that amount of money for this and for a while it was like fuck no I would have never paid that amount of money for this but now I'm starting to feel like, yeah, you know, I would book Ricky. That's, you know, probably, yeah, yeah. probably not for like a giant project because he seems like kind of a mess. But, um, you know, like for and 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 getting there was, yeah, it was like ten years. And some of those years, there were like interventions from 
family members and best friends being like, what are you doing? You, you, you know, you're, you're like, you're, you're throwing all your time into like, you're always on your computer, you're always, and it's hard to explain to people because you can see that they don't have the faith that you have in it getting better. Um, and sometimes I think like, yeah, it's like, it sucks that when it takes so long for things to come together, but once, you know, I'm to a point now, it's like, you give me a day, I can knock a song out, you know, right, I can, right. I can do a decent job. Give me another day, I can track all of it, I can get it mixed up and, you know, get it mostly finished up. Like, I can make a living doing that, you know, I can, I can uh, do, do this stuff, but what I had to give up was like a social life. Like, I used to have a big social life, you saw it. You know, yeah, we, yeah. I, when you're like a bag, I was like, oh, I, I remember the before days <laughs> going to a bag. I used to drink, I used yeah, to, yeah. and I'm not saying those things are bad. They're, in fact, it would be probably better for me if I took some time to go do those things. But there, there has to be a, there, there has to be a balance where it's like, there's so many people that I feel like have so much potential. But it'll be like, you know, I remember um, one of my best friends used to call me, and he he was going through kind of a rough spot with his wife, and um, and I remember he was like, well, you know, she's really ex upset with me because he was like, you know, a big. I was like, well, like he was just explaining to me is like a big part of the problem is you know I come home, I work all day. He's like, and you know, I got to do stuff with the kid and her. And then, sorry. Um, he was like, you know, I got to do stuff with the kid and her, and um, and he, uh, and and he was like, and I, I just need my hour to sit down and play like Fortnite. I just need my hour to to just sit down. And there's a certain point where he keeps going back to this point of like, I just need my hour. And at a certain point, I'm like, dude, you're having issues with your wife. Why do you need an hour of fucking Fortnite? Right. And he's like, kind of like, well, I, I mean, I, dude, I just, if I don't, I'm like, why? That kind of sounds like the problem. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be a dick because I'm sure there are people I hear this and go like, well, you know, yeah, I, I know that decompressing is an issue, but the fact that people, like, I think sometimes like, and I think this is like kind of an American thing. And this goes to like, you know, like once you, you know, again, like once you identify with something like, Oh, I'm a person that just if I, I just need this thing. It's like, well, stop needing it now. It's not helping anything. Right. Like, get back to doing it when there's, you know, the flexibility of doing it. And and same with like, you know, I think he, and and I remember he he agreed with me afterwards, and and things got you know they they figured everything out entirely. But it was just one of those things where um, I have to always like kind of catch myself with stuff like that, where I always will be like. Like how much of our lives is 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 a story is a narrative that we've created for ourselves? How much of it do we believe? Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. and that's and so um so back to the art thing. It's just with some of these people, you know, you're like when you actually see that, it's like oh my god, I'm influencing people to spend their time doing something they actually enjoy and to ignore their insecurities about it and to just do the fucking thing that they enjoy and like hopefully it like gets their life to a spot where like they can just get paid to do the thing they enjoy and then they get out of this fucking you know late stage capitalist hellscape where it's like doing the thing you enjoy comes at a cost you know what i mean yeah, yeah it's yeah. fucked up like it's yeah. just like we should all just be paid to do the thing that we're good at and the thing we like doing and i shouldn't have had to fucking lose all my friends and sit in a basement for 10 years to make it happen but at the end of the day now it really doesn't feel like I like it feels like I overwork, but doesn't really feel like work because I have to, like look, right. we're surrounded by my fucking but toys. Does it, does it feel worth it to you? 
It does now, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, you have no idea how far I will go to not have a fucking boss. <laughs> oh, my God. And my dad's the same way. That's why me and him have such a great relationship, because it'll be like, he's just, he never had a boss. He didn't yeah. want one. You know what I mean? Like, he just, I don't, I, I just, I'm bad at that dynamic, man. Yeah, but it seems to be working at this point. I, I, no boss, is what I mean. But I don't know. I do it's, have managers. Right. And they do yell at me sometimes because I do stupid <laughs> shit. So it's not like I don't want to sound like a dick. And I'm not trying to be a dick to anybody who does because the thing about it is, is it, it's, it's this, this like, I'm sure like a psychologist could spend a few days in, in my life and be like, we're missing a lot. <laughs> sure. We, yeah. we got to make some changes. Right. But, but, um, you know, through COVID, you know, it's, it, the fact that I was able to keep working and I, I move, you know, two more of my friends. In, I already have one friend living here. Two more of my friends moved in here. Three of them, or yeah, I pay three of them to work for me. You know what I mean? It's just like, that was kind of my dream. It's just like, I, I just wanted to be able to do whatever it was that I wanted to do. And I, and I wanted to pay my friends money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those were like the only that's two awesome. things. Yeah, that's awesome. But, you know, other people, their priorities are like, hey, I want to I want to raise a kid so somebody will watch me die. And, I, and I'm like always like, I'd like to have somebody watch me die. Like, I'm always like, I see somebody with their kids. They're like, oh, fuck, you got your death figured out. That's awesome. I haven't figured that out yet. Hopefully, you know, at some point. Well, you pay someone enough. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I'm just hoping to get like I'm at the point now where it's just like, well. Either somebody who's already got that figured out and I can just kind of park myself in their situation or somebody who's going to be younger than me. <laughs> We're, we've like reached that stage, you know what I mean? Right, right. Well, for for people that will be listening to this that don't know, and I think it'd be pretty much everybody. You and I are basically essentially next door neighbors. Not not yeah, exactly, no, which, but which is criminal how much we don't hang out. <laughs> yeah. But but we, we live. It took me. I left. I walked. Started walking over here, and it took me three minutes to walk here. So, but what I was getting to is that you know you mentioned you have all all these people living here. There's always people here. That's the fu- it's the funny thing that I that I notice about here. And before I even knew which house was yours, I figured it out by the amount of people that I see coming in and out of here. Yep. I, and and I and I remember the one time you're like, "Hey, that van." Uh, <laughs> you know, I thought I mean, it was your van because it's here so often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the uh, I'm checking to make sure my I see if my l- lesson that I'm did cancel. I, I'm assuming canceled on me. I'm just gonna check the messages. Oh yeah, he didn't message me. God, <laughs> God damn it, stretch. But so, so what I'm getting to is that you, you say you don't have like these friends. You don't do like you know, have a social life. But you're fucking surrounded by people all the time. It, For me, that seems so exhausting. Oh, it's so exhausting. Just that part, just just the social interaction. This is my social interaction, right? Yeah. I do like a well. All right, last week I did like five one-hour conversations, just yeah. like stacking interviews. You know, that's it. Uh, yeah. And it's by me and my family, and that's enough for me, right? Yeah, that yeah. was a lot. Five in a week was a lot. This is the only one I'm going to do this week, right? You know, it's like, so like this is, and this will be it. I mean, other than the fact that it's Christmas, and I'm going to have a super spreader, but you know, that, the I love that you keep calling it that, <laughs> but the. But yeah, how do you deal with constant people around you? Is it just something you've gotten used to? All right, so I want to show you real quick. I'm going to show you a, a clip of a song. Just I'm not going to play the whole thing, but yeah. Um, so I have these bands here, and very frequently I'm like I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty heavily on the writing side of things, and so um, and we always try to have a conversation about the song. You know what I mean? And like, what's what's the scene? Like, so I always want to paint a scene. You know, I want to be like what. We, we, like 
okay, you're at the end of the HBO episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. A show you think is fucking tight. You're like, this show is fucking tight. And, uh, and you know when that song kicks in and you know you're near the end of the episode, but like the goosebumps set in, you're like, sure. yo, oh, fuck, this world, you know what I mean? Like, so I always try to think about that when we're working on a song. What's that episode? What's that scene in the episode? What's the symbolism? What's happening? And I remember dealing with this because the thing is, it can be a little tough when you're when you're doing something like this because, you know, I I'm I'm carrying a lot of things. I'm I'm carrying you know Ice Nine. I still have you know responsibilities with them. I have responsibilities with with Hawk. I have a family. Um, you know, I I, I always got to check in on my mom and my dad. Um, you know, I have. Um, you know, I, 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 I make jokes about, you know, it's like when I say like the, you know, my friends and everything being gone, it's more just so like everybody is, you know, fucking brunches and <laughs> going out there. There's no going out anymore. Right, right. That's done. Yes. Yeah. If you want to see me, you got to come to my fucking house. I don't leave. I, <laughs> I do not leave. I noticed the snow's not cleaned off your car. No, that, no. I, what was that last Wednesday? Yeah. There's no, almost a week. There's yeah. no need. I might as well get rid of my fucking car insurance. Um, but, but the, uh. Yeah, no, seriously, I have Adam's mom, uh, we give her money to help, um, to help, like, she's been, like, helping me redo this whole house and organize everything. She brings a label maker. <laughs> she's been making labels. I, Diane, she's a G. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, that, hiring her to do that was one of the best ideas we ever had, but, um, but, like, you know, I'll be, like, she'll be, like, hey, I'm stopping by Costco, what do you need? And I'll just give her a list of things and, you know, Venmo her money, um, it, 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 the, the one thing is how heavily weighted I, I sometimes describe it to people is like imagine just having you know like a f 15 pounds just kind of pushing down on you of people's anxieties and expectations all the time right. and you know and there's things like we're always working on a video we're always we're producing an album and then we're writing a song separately and every time you walk from room to room there's always like another 15 pound of just gentle like just you know the pressure of somebody who's like hey i really want to get this done yeah and and normally i'm like really you know i'm kind of somewhere in the middle of that trying to help figure these things out and wh why it's like i'm really lucky because adam and jack are taking on more and more responsibility so you know jack talks to clients now and they work out the instrumental and they might not like this or this and you know he handles that for me and adam's always talking to people about their drums and mix and and video stuff and you know then i'm like writing and i'm always working with singers but um, it can it can be it can be really exhausting because then I'm giving all these lessons, so yeah. I give a lot of lessons. Right. So usually like two or three a day minimum, and um, and you got to be like really engaging for those. And yeah, there there's times where I, it's two thirty at the end of the day and my voice is hoarse and I just am like, I'm just gonna go to sleep. <laughs> and and I sometimes get a chance to get out on my um, in my hot tub, but then I'm like starting to be like fuck I have a following on Instagram I gotta pay attention to so then I gotta do some shit for them and and um and then I'm realizing I you know I've got like missed text messages and missed emails and I'm trying to go through my Instagram messages and yeah it's exhausting and I'd like for it to stop one day but you know what's gonna there are things that I need in order for it to die down and one is I just need to make sure my future is set and sure you know I can do all the things I want to do which is you know in that list have a family you know what I mean? Like be able to provide for people and, um, and really more than any of that, that like Jack and Adam are my family. So I have to make sure that they're good and you know, they can go to college or whatever the fuck, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I got, but, um, yeah, it's tiring. And, and, and I always appreciate when people notice that, <laughs> but, um, but at the same time it's rewarding, you know, like 
a lot of things have been going well. So I, th there are times where I just sit down and think about that and I'm just like, all right, man, that one kid that was mean to me when I was 14 who probably doesn't remember who I am anymore, <laughs> I have officially flexed on him. You got the blue check. What you else? Do we... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Reach out to him. Some like deranged message. Hey, man, do you see my fucking blue check on Instagram? <laughs> Just wanted to see. Oh, that's you, know, you got three kids and you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about perspective, right? Yeah. You know, so, so, some things are different. Um, the How much... I mean, I know it's. I guess it's account accountability and responsibility and my personal pride. But like, w with all this producing and writing shit for other people, and I, I, how much of it is a uh, the customer is right? It's it, there. There's a, a line, and 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 that that um, I really struggled with that line for a long time, and um, and I've had a couple like mentors in my life who have helped me reshape that um. One dude, Josh Strock, he's a writer in, in LA. Um, he, he's like, he's kind of been like my, my older brother to a certain degree, even though like we're the same age, he, he conducts himself in a way he is, he is definitely the, 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 uh, the more, more mature, mature older brother <laughs> of the two. Um, and he gives me a lot of advice, but you have to have, um, I actually had to have a conversation just yesterday with a band because, um, I can really sense that the the singer doesn't want me partaking in the recording to the level that I think I should be. Um, I want to rewrite a lot of stuff. I want to, and you know, and and I the thing about it is, I do it in a way to show that I'm willing to make the effort. And when they leave, I will set up the mic and I will just I will work on the song and I'll be like, "What do you think of this verse? I think these lyrics work better." I used and I try to show them what of theirs I use and like. You have a couple melodies I really like, but I felt like the motif wasn't being used enough. I try to explain everything I'm doing. And, you know, I didn't get a response and somebody else responded and they're like, hey, he's pretty upset. And, um, and you know, and you have that conversation, you're like, hey, I just don't think this would be the right fit because, and they're like, well, no, 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 we really like working with you. We just don't want you to do that. It's like, no, that's part of my job. That's what like, I do. Yeah. It's like literally <laughs> like, because then I'm 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 working on th I don't like working on things from a neutered position anymore, which is something that happens really frequently in projects. Is people will come in and they'll be like, "We will give you the full full decision making for this 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 this," and then we will arbitrarily snap on you and tell you that th th you've overstepped um, after we've already given you the liberty to do all the th all these things, and then that way we can feel like we're in control. And so I try to. I, I try to just like get rid of all that right from the start because the thing is at the same time I'm sure there's some people who'd be really mad at, at listening to a producer talk about this be like that is not your music like first let's not fetishize this whole thing of being like my music and everything as soon as you're in a room setting up mics and you're picking you know the guitar player plays 30 takes and you're picking two of them you're making decisions and you're building something together right from Jump Street as soon as like somebody in the room makes a suggestion you know and all these things are when when any creative thing like I love t I love like TV shows like Fargo and Rick and Morty. We and, just finished Fargo the other day. Oh, I yeah, fuck yeah. it. The new season? All all of them. Oh, I just watched all of them. What, what? Which one was your favorite? The first one. Fuck, I, I, yeah. You cannot beat that first yeah. season. When it's when it's kind of goofy. Yeah. Like the the light the the lightness the you know, it's li lighter than the the last one was light and gory. Heavy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> light and gory. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it, 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 what if the the fucking elevator scene. Yeah. Oh, I like, I had to pause it. Sure, and, like, you want to do this? 
<laughs> I had to just pause go. it and yeah. just like understand what I had just watched. <laughs> you know, where you're like, because it was so like they did a really good job of making it really disorienting for a bit, and then they just went right back to form. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, the the no spoilers, guys. Um, but no, uh, you know, I have a really, really, I try to have a really in depth conversation with an artist first before we get started because the thing about it is these projects can take months. Right. That's a lot of fucking time. And, and you have to make sure that there is a right dynamic and I'm the right person for something. And I have to listen to them and I have to kind of like get a profile on all of them and figure out what are the different roles of the people in the bands? Who's like the protector of the integrity? Who's the, who's the decision maker? Who's the guy who on the side is like, listen, if we did it my way, like we would be way bigger. You know, like you always have these different yeah. personality yeah. types because look, look at all the people. Like all the people, all of them in, in, in the world. And you go, how many of you guys want to get on a stage? And a lot of them leave that conversation. So anyway, so, so you know, the, most of the people walk away. Most people don't want to get on a stage. Then you have fewer people and, and, and you go, okay. Um, how many of you guys or like not even that? No, no, no. Let's start, let's start with all the people again. Let's rewind. All the people. And you go, who wants to be involved in the independent arts as either like administrational or crew members or artists? And most people walk away. And then you have this group of people. And you go, okay, which one of you are willing to actually get on the stage and have your likeness um, be used as a, as like a, as a, a, a commodity? And then most of those people leave. And a lot of people are like, no, dude, I'll book, I'll book the shit, but like, do not put my face on anything. <laughs> I don't want that level of invasiveness. So then you go, okay. Out of all you on the stage, which one of you want to open your mouth and get vulnerable and start like revealing yourselves to people? And a lot of them are going to walk away and be like, dude, I'll sit at a drum kit and I'll play drums, but I don't want any, I, I don't want to feel vulnerable. You're dealing with really specific personality types. Right. They have specific qualities. And the, here's the truth, and this is not, this is true of me. It's true of anybody who does this shit. There's a little bit of narcissism in there for some people, a lot for others. You have to be able to identify it. I, 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 the, 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 as soon as you have an idea that you think is so good that you want to waste people's time with it, chances are you have some form of narcissism, but it's not a bad thing. Like narcissism is always considered this horrifying, awful thing because narcissists destroy people's lives in a lot of cases. But the honest truth is art is a form of narcissism that is kind of cathartic for a lot of people. Like when I watched Bill Burr, do you remember the Bill Burr Philadelphia incident? Yeah, where he fucking eviscerates them and <laughs> I um, they were I, booing everybody and he comes out. Yeah. I went through a situation in my life that I watched that every day at least once. <laughs> it was the worst. I, I was going through a death and I was going through a breakup and they both happened at the exact same time. And I feel for this girl because she didn't know that my grandma was going to start like taking a turn for the worst while she was setting up this breakup. And she was like, you know, unfortunately she was bridging. Like she was make, she was trying to make a clean bridge to another situation, which was more like, you know, better, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, unfortunately everything, unfortunately the veil got lifted a lot sooner <laughs> than she thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's where yeah. we're going with that. But the uh, that's that's all we need to know. Um, so so you know, and and this all happened. You know, my grandma was everything to me. So like, it was um, 
it was a really, really difficult situation because I had to be, you know, one moment I'm like flying down to Florida and dealing with grandma and the next, like we're literally like splitting up everything in our house and trying to figure all, out all that. And, um, and, and, and it wasn't a particularly like amicable thing. It was very not amicable. And, um, and I found myself, there was points where I, it got so dark. I was like fucking talking to myself every now and then. And I would just catch myself doing it. It would be like, oh my God, man, you need, like, we, we got to see a therapist. You know what I mean? Like, this is bad. And, uh, and then you're still talking to yourself. We're like, man, I don't know. <laughs> is that really the best way to use our money? And be like, shut the fuck up. You always think about things like that. But no, and, and I would just, uh, and I watched Bill Burr yelling at thousands of people. And something about that fixed things for me. To watch that one person go, you know what? Fuck you. I'm right. And all of you are wrong. And you're going to watch, you are going to watch me do this. And he, eight minutes left. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven minutes of this shit. <laughs> I, I, I hear the whole thing in my head. Obviously, the language didn't age very well in it because he says some things that are not cool now. But, the, the, but, but I think his heart was in the right place. Yeah. Because I literally, that, that one piece of art, which to me, that's, that is, fuck Shakespeare. Give me that. Give me that that moment in time where this dude loses control of his emotions and he manages to do something that fixes something for me like 15 years later. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where I can watch right. that and go, right. I can be that. I can be right and they can all be wrong. Well, you know there's got to I mean? be a reason it resonates with so many people in that you can just say the Philadelphia incident with Bill Burr and we know what you're talking about. So, so yeah, going back to that artist conversation that we <laughs> strayed from, but so that conversation with artists, you know, you have these different personality types and, and, and the way they view what they're doing and how emotional it is. And then you have this guy and this guy who, who works on the stuff and, you know, chances are they, they, they need help with it, but they also need to feel good about it and everything. And, and I, and I basically have to say like, look, I'm joining your band when you're in here, I'm in your band. And, um, and you're hiring somebody to be the listener. Like, we're trying to give me an endorphin rush from this song. If I don't like the song, we do something else. And that's insane for some people because they're like, well, no, 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 no. We're doing what we want to do. And like, that's fine. And there are a bunch of studios for that. Right, and right. I can direct, I like, I'm always cool with directing people places or be like, you can go work with somebody, send it to me to mix. But if you're going to, if I'm going to be like writing, I have to be doing shit on it. Like, I need to hold a guitar. I need to get an emotional connection with the song. I need to sing into a mic and then be like, hey, do you like this line? Come sing it. Like, I have to, there's a process for me because otherwise I, I've produced a lot of stuff where like you get to the mix. I don't even know what to do with it because I'm like, well, I can hear everything. And um, I guess you're supposed to hear that lead. I don't know. The guy told me that lead needs to be heard more. Um, I don't know why because it doesn't, I don't get any like, um, you know, you're trying to create the endorphin rush. So the way I view production is just simply this. We're hiring a professional listener who knows how to write stuff, who knows how to work on things. And when we get that guy to love the song and feel a certain way about it, that is our, our litmus test for other people loving it. Because artists are really bad. And that's why I work with producers now for the Hawk stuff. So we did the Hawk EP, but it was difficult. Because when you are... I would love a song one day and the next day be like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, you know? And, and it's like, because you have all that artist shit going on in your head. How do you feel about it now that I'm it's happy. done? I'm real happy yeah. with it. I think uh, 
there, there was a little bit that could have been done on one or, one or two of the songs on the song in the structure department. We just kept changing things so many times, and there was like it, it was a snake eating its own tail. We would just keep passing it back and forth. So, you know, you have to have that conversation with an artist where you're like, I'm going to shoot things down. I, I'm probably going to piss you off. I'm probably going to hurt your feelings, but I promise if we go through this process together, we'll be really happy. Like everybody and me are always happy with the final result, but there's always that thing. Like I had a guy here recently who was like, it was like, we're like four hours in and I'm just like tearing his song apart and cutting, deleting things and moving things around. And, and he just finally was like, dude, my anxiety is so fucking crazy right now. And I was just like, <laughs> well, I mean, it's you... got, it's gotta be a little demoralizing at first. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I understand that, you, you know, there's a process to it, but yeah. to, to have something like how uh, you work, you feel like you worked really hard on, you might be proud of, or yeah. you know, and then to come in and have somebody be like, well, we're going to have to fucking yeah. rearrange all of this. Well, we just recently worked with a producer who listened to seven of our demos and he was like, yeah, um, let's not use any of those. <laughs> it was so funny. He was like, nah, just, they're not right. But the thing about it is, is sometimes it's, 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 it's tough for people to understand, but when, when you work on this stuff so much and you're, you're, you're producing, that's how you show people you care. You sure. you care enough to have a hard dis talk because the easiest thing to do is go, oh yeah, no, no, this is fine. Um, I'll just do, I'll do that. Uh, all right, plug in, do it, and then it's an easy day, and they walk out. It's, yeah. it's they don't realize that that uh, that makes which I use I've done on some projects where it's like I can tell like the room's getting really you know pessimistic and heated, and you know you you have to read the room, you have to read the the vibe of the people and and how they feel. And you can start realizing every time, like, oh my God, I love this one. I, this was years ago. I worked on a band and I just wanted one chord change. The whole song was like, like whole thing. Yeah. And just one way or another kept doing that. So it was like, all right, here, um, you know, I'm going to cut this chord in half and do, you know. Uh, uh, like so here let's um let's go to this chord just give like a breath of fresh air and out of all people the fucking bass player who in the end I, when i find when i had to finally record the guy i'm just like oh my god like the guy can't even remotely play <laughs> and he spent a lot of time like telling me about all the stuff he can do it'd be like oh dude wait till you see like i can do this and this and oh there's gonna be some like this the guy made me start the song like seven times over with like you know, doing this shit where he's got his like his middle fingers and his in his you know, you know, in his eyes he's like, play it again. I need it to start from the beginning, and he's just like zoning out, waiting for that chord change that happens a minute and twenty five seconds in to know if that's that change because he just knows so much. And you're like, this is a controlling, toxic, narcissistic personality trait where it's just like, dude, it is a fucking chord change. Right. It changes literally nothing because it was like. You're doing a sub, like, let's use a fucking, you know, it's like you're using like a subdominant chord. I just want to switch to the minor subdominant one so it sounds a little different. But no, the bass player made us waste 35 minutes sitting there playing it again and again and him just sitting there like doing his like little nod thing and like vibing on the music. It's like, I just, I'm not sure, man. I'm really not sure if it changes the direction of what we're doing so much. And finally you just go, you know what? No, it was fine the way it was. And I record... <laughs> Like 10 songs with these guys, just whatever the fuck they want, just so I don't have to deal with this motherfucker sitting there yeah. putting on this fucking act for everybody about him being like this this maestro. 
and the thing they fucking spend all this money on a music video i think they got like 1800 plays in the end on, on their on their single <laughs> right. the band never played a show and 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 i took their money and i still to this day feel guilty about it because i could have stepped in more and been like no guys just shut the fuck up we're 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 restructuring this and that would have been me caring more so it's it's a really it's, it's quantum reality it's like am i the guy who just is like the really cool guy that sits there and goes and and, and i'm not saying that like artists are bad at writing songs there's so many people that come in here and sometimes they like i hear their demo and it's like why are they even here yeah like that yeah. that this is fucking awesome i don't need to do anything but it's like when you just sit behind speakers literally all day for months and months and months and months and months until it's like oh a decade like a fucking de you know it's been a decade right, right. you you just have a checklist in your head where you're like okay i'm listening to tension in this i'm not getting an endorphin rush right now something's wrong with this something's wrong with this something's wrong in this vocal melody it's not singing to me right you just start noticing these things and you, and you're just trying to fix them and you start you know there's like there's seven notes so there are not unlimited melodies there's seven notes there's not unlimited chord progressions there's not unlimited anything so you start getting a feel where like you know one of my favorite melodies like da, 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 you know because i love dangerous summer yeah that's like that's a one to a three note you know that's no other notes sound like that so like i always know that bum 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 always goes well with that but you should put that melody over a four chord or something like that or like a one chord and then if you're moving the chords fast, you, you can repeat it a couple times and it'll sound really nice. But if the chords are moving slow, you should make it a longer melody by maybe tacking on like dun 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 or like something like that. It's like combos in Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Right. You you don't know these things unless you fucking sit and like over and over and <laughs> yeah over i mean over. the way you just described it there like i mean i was i was following yeah, but yeah. i don't know entirely yeah, no, it probably what makes me about. sound like a crazy yeah. brain no but it, but but if like if people like yourself know these things and you know people well, with great I, ears why can't why can't you guys you i'll just say you like why can't you write like a super hit if, if you know how to do well i well the thing about it, it is is I just can't. I I want to one day, but like, why like, is it so hard? It's it's, I'm I'm not there yet. You know what I mean? It's like it, there are people who can. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I I'm like starting to get to the point where I know some of them, and they make a fuck ton of money. <laughs> yeah. You know, but they chances are they got like 20 more years of experience right, on it because right. it's just like a long. There is like a long, 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 long list of things that that make a song a super hit, and. But you, then you get some toxic metal dude who just sits there and they hear that, you know, that Taylor Swift 1989 album yeah. that was literally flawless on right, so many right. ends. They're like, this shit sucks. Anybody could do this. And it'll be like, well, if you're so fucking smart, go take everybody's money. Like, right. why don't you have everybody's money? Because right. I want to do this and then play something unlistenable. <laughs> and you're just like, this doesn't sound like a good use of your time. You know? Well, but, that, <clears throat> that, that type of... Uh person is always interesting to me the uh, like I, yeah. I love extreme music right oh me too I, I love every 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 fucking genre it feels like i'm yeah. sure there's some stuff i can't stand but you you want to play me some dissonant ridiculous black metal i'll fucking listen to oh that. yeah I don't, i'm in oh absolutely but you know also on the same at the same time and a lot of this is from having girls having daughters I'll fucking listen to that whole Taylor Swift album. You gotta, I, you, I can tell you, uh, yeah, like you in, probably gotta listen to a lot of Halsey, don't you? 
No, no, little, no. Oh, okay. Are you no, now they're on. Well, the the youngest is really Taylor Swift. That was that's that's the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, but or then it'll be like the Hamilton soundtrack. Yeah, right? yeah. And I don't. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't go to that myself. But I can listen. But like, it's it's given me an appreciation for why shit I don't like is still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's it's weird to me that people don't want to accept that shit that they don't like is good. Yeah, dude, it, 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 it's 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 weird. It's like I, I I've lost so much of my taste, but but it, 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 what I've replaced it with is just trying to know. Like you, you, I just try to understand the genres where it's like, okay, well, if you're trying to do Taylor Swift type stuff, we're gonna hit a lot of notes on the one note for the vocals, or like, and and the production should kind of be like this. We'll use synths more like this. We'll do, we'll go and splice, and we'll grab these types of samples. Oh, if you're trying to do, oh, you're trying to be like a Phil, I'm better than everybody like rock band from Philly that that's kind of like indie, and you sound like you're on, you sound like a cassette tape. Okay, we'll use tones like this will do you try to respect each of the genres and the culture that they're created and honestly the production angle of it is a culture as well like the the snare samples that people use like there's a culture behind the fucking snare that was used on the paramore riot record yeah you're like oh that paramore snare it ended up in this and this and this or like andy wallace's mixing techniques and when you're a producer you know it can go so far as being like you can go down to like the different types of EQs you use on stuff. Like, oh, you would never use an SSL type of Q on this. Back in the day, they always used a Neve style EQ on these things because this part of it, you know, like there are people, it just goes deeper and deeper and <laughs> yeah, deeper. Yeah. So when you ask, you're like, well, why can't you, you're like, why can't you make a hit song yet? Why can't somebody else is like the depth of knowledge of some of these bigger producers. It's why they make a couple, they, they, they're right. millionaires, some of them, because they literally, it's just the depths of their knowledge just keeps going deeper and deeper. Well, that's, into that's, the whole that's why I find it interesting. It's like there's this, there's this secret. It's not really a secret, but only certain people can, or can like access it like all like frequently. Yeah. You know, some people get lucky and get it. Oh, and, 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 and you're always like, fuck those people. <laughs> you see the kid who can just sing. Dude, I, okay, here's my rule. If somebody can just sing yeah. and they, they never had to work for it. Right. I, I usually hate them unless they're stupid because a, just a good old dumb kid who could sing sing really well, nothing better than that because yeah. they never have an ego, you know, or they, they might, but it's funny. You know right, what I mean? Right. They never need control over everything. It's always like a kid who's okay at singing and, um, but not great who needs full control over everything. But just that dumb guy who's just like, yo, uh, sing this line for me. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> and then he just kills it. You're like, dude, you sound amazing. We're like, dude, thanks. You know, you're like, I love that guy. I hate the ones that are the people that are just, and I, I don't really mean it, but the people that are just naturally talented, fucking everything. The people that I look at, the musicians, uh, they're a great musician. And then they can be, a, then they're fucking doing kickflips on the on the half pipe, and then oh they're and then they're you know they're in great shape for some reason, just yeah. because. Yeah, just they because. don't even work out. They're yeah. just. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just look, I look like Bru- like <laughs> Sean Hennessy, my yeah. old bass player in Toda. And he's it, always looked like a little ginger Bruce Lee all the time. Right, and they try to say that we're all we're all created equal. That's bullshit. Some yeah, people yeah. are just <laughs> naturally better than us. There, there, there's there's a lot of that where it's like for me it was it was really hard. Like I couldn't sing on key on stage until my 30s because I just couldn't figure it out, and I was fighting to figure it out the whole time. It's Sometimes we just have a thing. I never realized that I couldn't figure out how to control my voice box. Yeah. It just always popped up. So I go, eh, 
always. And it like took so long before I could go, Ugh! and just like let the air out. Right. That one thing, it's like, man, if I could have just sang all right in my 20s, I would have had way more fun in my 20s. <laughs> you know, people wouldn't have saw me live and been like, oh, he's got a lot of energy. I was like, oh, he has so much energy. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's endearing to people, though, when you suck a little bit. You, you know, you know it, it goes a long way. I've seen, here's another thing, and this is something about, like, music lately. It's, sorry, my chair is so loud. Um, but, um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's uh, you know, people and, and that stuff. Like, the thing about it is, is, I think COVID is changing so much and, and, and I hope that I'm doing it well because the thing about it is I think people are starting to really get over the idea of there being celebrities. I don't think they like it. That, I, 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 like Through COVID, all of us have had to do so much just to keep a normal life. You know what I mean? Even yeah. when things are going okay with work right. and you right. know, you, a lot of people are getting to work from home and they're actually realizing that they have, you know, they're realizing like, fuck, I want my house to look a certain way. They're like, because we stay so distracted by our lives that's like you know people are starting to do like home remodeling just because they're like I don't want to be in a space that I don't like being in I don't you know like well specifically this year it's it's been a lot of people being stuck in a place and they don't they're not spending money doing anything else you're not going on fucking vacations yeah. so let's tear down that wall yeah yeah, yeah exactly like, let's make this better and it, it's so so there's there's positive stuff but I think the thing about it is I don't think that it was ever fair and right to have just like a class of people who managed to slip into this weird celebrity status who all live in a, you know, they live in like apartments and places and, and, you know, and just remind people of their elevated status. Like, you know, next week, watch this thing that this guy is going to do. Right. And you have all these people who have like, re be like, dude, I risk my life making sure the paper towels are on the fucking shelves. And you're asking me to like fucking pay attention to your bullshit. We're, we're like, and I think that things are kind of moving over to more like these create, like there are a lot of creatives in the country, which I, I hope that I could be considered one, which I think I am. But like, you know, it's like I, you, the people that actually make stuff are kind of having their moment right now. Cause like people are actually starting to like, what else are you going to do? You can't go play shows. So you get on Instagram live or you answer questions and stuff. And people are like, Oh, holy shit. This stuff looks like work. And then there's the other class of people who are like the actors and, the, you know, like the yeah, actors yeah. or the, you know, the people who are more just counting on the, the they're, they're counting on the scriptwriter, the director, they're counting on the, you know, they're counting on the production team. They're counting on the, I think people are finally now realizing the production team was like, actually, those guys were pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm seeing through comments and a lot of stuff, um, people are starting to get a lot, like, kind of resentful towards people who are still you know, you have actors who are still trying to push this idea of their, like, elevated status. And you see people being like, shut the fuck up. You live in a fucking mansion because you can act well. Good for you. But, like, I risk my life selling people food. Fuck you. Yeah. And rightfully so. Right. You know, I mean, during all this, I, I know a lot of actors have, like, you know, you know taken a softer stance. But, you know, then you have the ones who are, like bored and bitching about be like i can't even do this and i can't even do this it's like dude shut the fuck up there are people who have to risk their lives to sell food right shut the fuck up <laughs> and just fucking get in the hot tub yeah. you know i just go in the fucking hot tub and and um so so i i hope that makes a big change in this country because our celebrity worship got so fucking bad and humiliating that we that that we elected Donald Trump 
we we worship celebrities that much that we were like let's just let one goofy one run the country see how it goes yeah it went bad <laughs> there's no argument it about it yeah. it went bad yeah. it, it went bad enough to over 300 like i think like we probably would have lost maybe thirty thousand people if if with a pandemic would have been if we would have had a team in place everything we would have been able to like handle it. Shit would have got if locked we acknowledged down. it initially. We would have squashed it. Like other countries, there would have been a second outbreak. We would have been like, "Sorry, guys, we're gonna have to lock down again." And 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 yes, there would have been like a lot of people pissed off. But you could have dealt with it. Like mandated masks, boom. Other countries did it and succeeded. Yeah, we yeah. let. I I couldn't stop hearing about fucking 9-11 when I was young like it, it was traumatic it was like every day like oh and then those 3,000 people died and it was like and it that meant something to me it's happening every fucking day now and nobody gives it they're like well actually those people were already sick in the first place so now we're just okay with fucking si <laughs> grandmas like now it's just like oh don't worry they're all just nanas what they do yeah nanas and papas <laughs> they're just nanas and papas you know they're on their way out anyway there was like one one like conservative figure was saying something about like every now and then God has to clean out the barn. Fuck that. I don't have a, a So I, I hope that society has kind of a re reawakening where it's like, hey, it's really cool that you're Robert Downey Jr. or whatever. However, society cannot run with just you. So like, please make us movies. Please make us, you know, please make us content that we enjoy. But also... Please don't look down on everybody and look at yeah. us like what's the term human stock. Right, right. And um, and I'm kind of using that opportunity to just sort of slip in and be like, hey guys, you want to watch me sing out a tune and want to watch me tune it? It's not that fun, but uh, if you're bored, you know, and 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 um, and that connection, it's like I don't. I've learned at the end of the day, I am not the type of person that is going to get like. I don't need a mainstream broad fan base. You just give me 3,000 people who are kind of sick in the head. Yeah. And like, yeah, all right, I can work with that. You know, <laughs> you give me like 20,000 really fucking pissed off people. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm more like, so so uh, instead of trying to be like, you know, fucking Brad Pitt, I'm trying to be like a little bit more like ISIS. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> a solid role model. A solid group of role models. Well, you know, it's just like the type of people they target and like the process that they walk them through. And then in the end, you know, they're, they're fucking blowing stuff up for you. <laughs> like a fight club. You know, you, yeah. you'll get a bunch of girlfriends. You get girlfriends in heaven. <laughs> Who are like that's that's like a raw deal for those girls too, where it's just like where do they come from, by the way? I don't no, I th I don't know. Where do they? How do they get there? I I don't know if they're already there. I don't. And I, I actually, think the 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 ratio men to women ratio here doesn't really match up with there. My my recruiter got really annoyed with me for asking specifics, and uh, <laughs> and I noticed the tone of our discussion changed. Um, and I was like, so where are the virgins from? And he, he's, I don't know, he just got really mad and he just wanted me to get back to the paperwork. And I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's recruiting these days. Well, uh, the, the, speaking of coronavirus, you got it, right? Yeah. You, you had, what was yeah. that? It sucked. I, I, I didn't, I, my, my coughing was pretty minimal, but I will say there were points I, um, it, it was it, like, it wasn't that traumatic, but uh, you know, it was one of the first times that um, I I felt weak enough that I I had to accept that I was a mortal being that that might have to die, and the the choices that you make in your head over how you're going to conduct your day when you think you might be dying 
are really bizarre because it's mostly too tired to do that. Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> I'm too tired to do that. And I, w I opened up my iPhone to make a Google Keep message because I know the guys know how to get in my Google Keep. And I was going to be like, hey, in my Google Keep, in case anything happens, like I just wanted to write a letter to like, you know, family members and like my most important friends. And once I started like trying to make the list in my head and my brain's all foggy, I can't even think, you know, I just thought, you know what? Fuck them. <laughs> I just like, fuck them. Who cares about last words? They're stupid. They're not. And, and that was the part that really got to me was just the fact that I'm even thinking about this shit and I'm too tired to even fucking deal with it. Cause I fell asleep. I remember the one day I counted, I fell asleep six times the one day. I just kept falling back asleep. I'd be awake for like 30 minutes. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm gonna fall back asleep. This went on for weeks. And, um, and I, I never got, uh, my fever never got above like 99. My, um, I, I would only cough a little, but I kept puking and I was just really, really tired. Huh. So I had a weird type. Like right, I, had a, right. I had a variant or something. But, um, but then, you know, like I literally would get, so I'm, I literally would get messages from people who knew I had coronavirus who wanted to fucking debate the idea that it was actually coronavirus or be like, you know what? The thing is, like, there are flus this it's bad, It's a vitamin too. D deficiency. Yeah, and you were like, I didn't fucking ask. What? I feel like shit. Like, I haven't fucking worked in weeks. Do you know? Like, why are you debating with me? I don't... You know, I, I had somebody message me and they said... I, they're like, I, I know this might be offensive and, and like, but I'm not PC. I just really don't think that it's even like any worse than the flu. And you respond, you're like, I don't know why you messaged me and I don't have any response for you. They're like, I'm just letting you know. And it goes back to the opinion yeah, thing yeah, where you're like, yeah. listen, on the day of your death, if your parents ever had to bury you, I'll write down all your opinions you've told me didn't know didn't really believe in the coronavirus you know hopefully you died of it whatever this this imaginary person who's actually in my inbox uh so they're not imagine they could be imaginary you don't know if any of these people in your fucking instagram inbox are real they could just you can just pretend they're not and then they don't yeah, exist yeah. go no nah, that person doesn't <laughs> exist no nope. well, you, you must get you must get a lot of a lot of interaction there yeah 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 yeah, yeah I, I, I learned the thoughts of some of these these types of people. I know I don't get like, I probably don't get a wide demographic of people reaching out to me. So you, right. you can't make any assumptions about society out of the types of people that message the guy from ice nine kills slash Hawk. Right. Right. It's not like Brett Easton Ellis or like Neil deGrasse Tyson's <laughs> like sending me like, Hey man, heard the new EP. It's sick. You know what I mean? So you're not, you're not getting like astrophysicists or anything, but, but like some of them are cool people, but yeah, I was getting like, I was getting that stuff about coronavirus and shit. And you're like, Man, I, let's say, like, you know, this person, I know what songs they like. I know their thoughts on coronavirus. I know where they stand on Biden. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, then, some of that goes back to what I think goes back to what we were talking about, I think, before we started recording, where some people are just dumb. And they're not, it's not, it's, no, I don't mean that even, even in a mean way. Like, it's just, they don't know yet. They're not old enough to know yet. They don't, yeah. they don't, they don't have any real experience that they're talking with. They're just saying things. And uh, sometimes they think Hawaii's not, you know, Hawaii's in a different country. Yeah. And yeah. like, say, eh, maybe you correct them, maybe you don't, but I don't, I don't know. Like you got to consider the source a lot of times. And sometimes it's, they're saying it wrong because they're dumb. It's not really their fault, though. They yeah. just don't know yet. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you like, I try, 
I don't like debating with people. Like I, I got a message from somebody because it was a really interesting message. <clears throat> but um, I, I forget. Like I, I posted a couple pretty political things up because after I got coronavirus and I got better. Yeah, I saw you were you were pretty vocal about them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I, because it was awful. And right. um, when when there was a Trump rally a mile and a half from the house it felt like there was a biological attack on me. Is that even a mile and a half? That's, yeah, feels the, like it's even closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it felt like a biological attack. Right. I got really vocal, and some of my family members um, haven't recovered from <laughs> from the outrage of me having the nerve to post those views. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll get over it. Yeah. You know, Christmas will roll around. You know, got some good presents. <laughs> right. Got great presents. You know. Yeah. Hey, sorry that I talked about your man crush. You know, your fucking... Fat celebrity toupee wearing fake tan man crush. <laughs> These people talk about the guy like they like like I'm not saying my family, but just like anybody on the conservative side, like there's this weird alternate reality thing going on and I, I hated it because it was just like, dude, I got sick. I lost my fucking touring career. We could have handled this pandemic better. Everybody's debating about whether or not they should even wear a mask. We are losing thousands of people a day. We are in a worst case scenario that is getting worse because of misinformation and people won't fucking grow up and deal with it because they are so locked into their identities. Any fucking conservative person should have just looked around like a month into that shit and be like, this is, uh, I think we might have backed the wrong horse. This right. doesn't look good. So but our country worships the idea of being right. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? I'm doubling down. I want more people to die. And it's just like, fuck that. I, I was just, man, I, I couldn't take it. And, you know, I, I've backed away from it. The moment the guy lost, I was like, cool, I can go back to not giving a shit about it anymore. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I said about, you know, the presidency, basically. He's like, all right, we can, yeah. we can go back to the normal the normal bullshit. Yeah, like this guy's gonna be an a Biden's gonna be an asshole. Yeah, he's a piece of shit too. We, I acknowledge that. Yeah, but, but <clears throat> he's not. But he's he's gonna be like <laughs> he's a better piece of shit. He's gonna be an asshole that I can at least tolerate. You know what I mean? Because it's not gonna be like I'm not gonna have to hear about the dude just randomly being like, "It's a hoax. Yeah, the virus is a hoax." Yeah, and you're just like, dude, I, I had it. Like, what the, <laughs> what the fuck? Like one minute we're talking about how grave and serious it is. And then the next, we're randomly talking about it being a hoax. This is abuse. That you're like abusing a fucking whole population of people. So anyway, so yeah, I got really upset about the coronavirus shit. And um, and like people were sending me messages and this one guy sends me a message. And he was like, yeah, so you really think like Biden, blah, 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 blah. And the thing is, he sends me like walls of text. But it goes to my Facebook, which I can't see what story he's responding to. So I was like... Hey man, what are you responding to? I, I'm sorry, but I, you just sent me a whole bunch of texts and I saw the word Biden, so I'm not going to yeah. read it. Um, what are you responding to? He was like, you're not going to read it? I took the time to fucking respond to your bullshit political post. And he, like, he sends all this stuff. A <clears throat> bunch more texts. I was like, <clears throat> hey man, I'm not going to read any of that. I'm not interested in your thoughts. Is there anything that I need to know? Because like, and he was like, don't post political shit if you can't handle the, if you can't handle the responses. I said, no, I can handle them. I just don't know you and I'm not interested in your thoughts on it. Hope you're doing good. And it was like, I think sometimes like I have to tell people that like people start talking about this stuff and you're just like, hey, um, are you like an expert or anything? And they're just like, well, no, but I, I have an opinion. Or like, oh, okay, don't tell me, please, for the love of God. <laughs> it doesn't help either of us. You know, in fact, you thinking that you know, it's like, I, and I know it sounds hypocritical because I was talking about my opinion, but the thing right. about it is, it was like, I'm on the podcast, you know, it's like I was asked, but 
in no way, shape, or form have I ever spent a minute of my time messaging people and be like, actually, if you really want to know how to get woke, you would know this and this and that. No, I don't care what you think. Everybody's vote makes them like point zero 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 one percent or whatever the yeah, fuck yeah. it is, uh, that, that their opinion matters that much. I literally cannot change. I cannot go through enough numbers to change it. I can post my own ideas, though, that go out to like, I don't know, like, what is it? Like, it's in the 30,000 range right now, yeah, I think, or yeah. maybe 20. I forget. I don't know what my Instagram numbers are right now. But, um, but it's like, so sometimes, like, you know, when I go into a dark mental state, I'm sometimes like, you know, maybe I can help by, by posting about shit. And then when people get mad at me and they're like, you and all your followers, it's like, well, go get your own followers and post your fucking <laughs> ideas to them. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, go, yeah, so get some followers and post your fucking ideas. So it's a liberty I afforded myself. But, yeah, the Biden thing, I, I, you know, he won, and now I'm just back to being like, oh, it's all funny again. Cool. Uh, you don't want to wear his, hat, his name on your shirt and hat and put flags in your yard for yeah, four like years? That, yeah, like, I, I will not go to a rally under any fucking circumstance, and not because <laughs> of the pandemic, but because... I'm not interested in fucking rallies because well, I'm, I'm not, not interested in a fascist fucking state. I'm not interested in politicians. I I, I don't understand the, the fandom for any politician at, yeah, all, I, at all. At all. I don't I, understand my, my the grand, fandom. My grandfather for, was a congressman. You know what I mean? And really? I and I don't. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. He was my grandfather. That's my. I don't. I don't. Wow. I was too young for that. Well, but, yeah. Hopefully he did his job. Yeah. But yeah, he probably ran a couple hoes. Whatever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but but there's no like uh, the, the the fandom of any politician. Obama, Biden, Trump. I don't I don't get. Dude, it, 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 was a, it was a mass mental health incident for sure. And, and, and I think it's based in things that we can all empathize with. You know, all the QAnon people, um, that you don't do that when you have control over your situation and you're happy. You know what I mean? And I, and I think the thing is we can get as mad as we want at the QAnon people and be like, do you know that, that they really believe this now? But it's like, hey, the main issue is we have this many people who are so disillusioned and so unhappy and they feel like they have so little control over their lives. And it's because, like, all right, so I am giving lessons to somebody related to Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> do you know That's what? funny. Just that fucking basic idea is hard for me to wrap my head around. He has a family. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've been yeah, listening yeah. to this guy yell at me since I was eight. Yeah. Yell at my dad. He's fucking, he's real. He has a fucking family. Like, you right. know what I mean? It just, it, 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 it blows my mind because the thing about it is at the end of the day, our, our situation that we have going on is not unique, but it's bad. It's like you have people who disagree about the tenets of reality. It's, is it that, and people want to now be right about facts. And it's just like, listen, have a society of people who want to lose. Have a society of people who want to be able to lose a discussion. Because if you lose the discussion, you gain something. You gain the opportunity to be right the next time around. So prove that I'm wrong. Please, for the love of God. Like, I remember um, I was saying that the Nazi thing was a pretty big problem early on in the BLM stuff. And I got scolded by one of my best friends in our fucking high school group chat. Yeah. Ricky, you're starting to sound like a tinfoil dude, man. Because I was like, dude, neo-Nazis are showing up to these things and they're, and they're making it worse. I was like, dude, look at these videos. Like, and he was like, Ricky, I'm not playing this fucking game, man. I'm not getting wrapped into some like conspiracy discussion. And everybody's like, Ricky, you are sounding a little extreme, man. <laughs> I remember being like, and, I, and my exact words to him, I was like, I genuinely hope you guys are right because I don't want to be correct about neo-Nazi, pro-fascist people like 
infiltrating mainstream society. I don't want to be right about that because sure. that's that's the worst reality. Worst case scenario. Yeah. You know, yeah. I would rather it be like we've seen the results of that. You know? Yeah, it's like <laughs> I'd, I'd rather be I'd rather it be just dumb fucking kids who are getting their opportunity to smash it. Like, right, I'd, right. I'd, it's not that I want them doing it. It's just if I'm posed with the choice of these two realities, that one seems like the less terrifying because that's just generalized crime that needs to be solved through education and things like that. Right. Some of these like neo-Nazi pro-fascist people, they're now when I say they're not like some of them are well educated and and they're cunning. And they actually look at human beings as something that can be manipulated and say like, well, you know, if you can get the masses to, it's called like opinion engineering and stuff like that. And like, um, and that shit is like, that's my, that shit, like the far pro-fascist shit, which conser just because somebody's conservative doesn't mean that they're pro-fascist. Just because somebody's like on the left side of things doesn't mean that they're, you know, like whatever people call like the, pro like far antifa people you know being like socialist you know, like radical yeah, yeah. like socialist whatever yeah, you know yeah. like because you know i mean it's like we have socialist policies so it's not like you know like the thing about it is is like they managed to make socialism sound like the opposite of fascism where it's like no no no, we have socialist policies like we we already have a government that does socialist stuff right so like fascism is not you know it's 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 like confusing like it's it's all like language shit but basically it's like there are plenty of conservatives that I would trust over my opinion, hands down. Yeah, I have some yeah. conservative friends who will be like, can you explain this to me? And then they do, and I'm like, thank God I talked to him about that because right. I was going somewhere with it. But I got an apology from my friends because, lo and behold, in Lancaster, the only six people that were arrested at the protest were six neo-Nazi dudes who showed up trying to incite violence. Yeah. <laughs> you you just show up in a group of people, you start making shit happen, and then you leave and high-five and go, yo, look, look yeah, what we did. Yeah. We did it. And it's so easy. It's like I could do it if I had the time or inclination. Where are these people? Fu Why are they not in a basement producing music and shit? You know what I mean? Like, what? where is your fucking EP, dude? You know what I mean? But like, it, it's just the fact of the matter was I was getting really like antsy about that shit. And I was right. You know what I mean? And, 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 and it makes me wonder what other shit that I'm right about. Because it's just like. I, I genuinely feel like as a, as a society, it's like, hey, we got to deal with this mental health issue. We are we are arguing about facts now. It's, we got to fix this. Yeah, we need. And the, and the only solutions are all things that people would fucking skewer me over. All right. I guess we're going to need a consistent state media. Ah, it's a liberal takeover. Like, fuck. How do we? I, I don't know. Do we have do we have uh, Europe run it? Like, ah! you're like, fuck. Do we have the U.N. run it? Ah! You're like, fuck. What do we do? And there's and you realize we we might be in like society checkmate, you know what I mean? Because it's like, how do you convince these people who all th who hate each other so much? Like, what do you what do you convince them? You know what I mean? It's right, just right. like, hopefully we go back to normal. But like, there is a lot more danger. Like, dude, I I there in the week there the week where the BLM protest started up, I I be, I am now an armed citizen because. I bumped into fucking four people, just had an open carry, just walking around, one person with keeping their hand with it, no mask in the grocery store, fat, gray sweatshirt, no, gray t-shirt, it was warm outside, gray sweatpants, wandering around, just trying to start conversations with yeah. people, being like, you know, they're telling me to wear a mask now, huh? you know, hand near his gun, not even shopping in the grocery store. I walk up to somebody at the grocery store, I'm like, can you, this guy is terrifying me, can you please get him out of here? 
And they were like, oh, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. Like, can you call the cops? And they're just like, well, I mean, he's not doing anything illegal. You're like walking around with a fucking weapon that you can use to kill people, just trying to antagonize them in this fucking cocksucker, you know, friendly way, just being like, oh, hey, no, oh, I'm the, hey, can I ask you something? Hey, this guy is looking to turn this place into a, a fucking his, right. his his fucking situation he's been jerking off about where he gets to be in the middle of a fucking incident. It's and I and then I'm at the gross or I'm at the gas station afterwards and there's a guy he's got a gun on his hip and he's still blasting like fucking breaking Benjamin out of his fucking motorcycle. <laughs> if you hear me man, I'm talking about you. And then like I bumped into four people who just had their armed. I finally call my dad. I'm like, "Dad, what 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 like license do these people have?" And he was like, "Oh, well, you, could you see the gun?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, Oh, they don't need a license for yeah, that. Open though. carry, open carry. Is legal. Yeah, I'm in my 30s. I didn't fucking understand that. No, you need that a concealed a carry permit. I, I never. If knew you want that. to conceal, I, I was it. like, yeah. they don't even need a fucking permit. He's like, no, no, no. You can just. So I go to the gun store just to see how easy it is in Pennsylvania, <laughs> and I just buy the fucking gun. Like I'm like getting the gun, and I'm getting an adrenaline rush. Like, wait, I. They didn't even like. I had to fill out some stuff, and they go in the back, and I assume yeah. they ask the FBI, like, "Hey, is this guy, um, you know, is this guy diddled anyone or anything?" Yeah. Like, nah, no diddles. No, he like, just right. makes videos with fake guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're just like, that's nothing wrong with no red flags there. <laughs> and I get it. I'm like, what the fuck, man? That's it. And it was just like, and then um, oh, and then my dad's proud, so then he gives me one, which is perfectly like you're allowed to just give your kid one. These things are. I've already just made a few fluctuations, like, just move around, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's, I can literally, it, it, I don't know, it just, it, it, it blows my mind. And, and, and it's, and, and, and the fact that all these people who, they all seem to represent one side of an, of an issue. And I don't want to be armed, but I also am, like, starting to realize it's like, yo, if only the people on one side of an issue are armed and they think they're at war when they're not, we're in a much more dangerous situation than anybody thinks we yeah, are. Yeah. Because like if you look at the I, I have a I read the, the the Reddits for those people, like and I read their thoughts, and they are often talking about how the there is an oncoming civil war that they need to be ready for. And it's like, why? What the fuck like what the fuck reason? What and they were like, because we're being oppressed. Like, why? Because there was an election and our dude didn't win. It was like you cannot keep changing the de definition of being oppressed. <laughs> you are not in fucking Gaza. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. you are not. This is you are in the 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 like in a country, and it's like well, we're being oppressed because because we're not allowed to. You know, we're not allowed to all like you know fucking go to Buffalo Wild Wings like and and get the table we normally get. It's like yeah, because we failed to fucking contain a pandemic and three thousand people are dying. It's like well, that oppresses me. And like what fucking solutions are you offering to us? It, this is abuse. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah. like, so yeah, it's, I don't know. I get really heated about that shit because it's like you, you, you end up in a situation where you have people who are like literally trying to abuse a whole country into seeing the world in their really narrow skewed way. And it's really rare for people who get sucked into like the QAnon stuff to just go, well, so there's a theory of this, but if I'm wrong, you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't say that. No. Which it's all mean, or nothing. Which means they're full yeah. of shit. Yeah. Always. <laughs> yeah. If you but the thing is people who actually entertain the idea that they're full of shit, they don't win these little skirmish arguments because they need to happen between commercials. 
So little skirmish arguments are won by whoever seems the most confident, whoever seems like they like the most like, ha ha ha, I've proven you wrong. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. not really. You chose one thing. We'll, come, we'll be right back after this. And then the person sits there and they're like, that guy's good. Yeah. He really shut that person up. Well, that's the, 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 the phrase that I always like was whoever talks the toughest is the toughest. Yeah. And it's. And yeah, I mean, it goes back to like school schoolroom shit. But if Johnny over there is talking about how he'll kick everybody's ass and nobody ever tries to kick Johnny's ass, then Johnny's the toughest guy in the room. And he's right, you know, because. Yeah. But and I think that, like I always say with people with with conservative whatever opinions, well, not even just conservative, you know, more extreme. I don't fucking I don't go. I don't bring it up with anybody. Yeah. Right. Especially. Well. Typically, but especially with people who I know disagree with me, I'm not gonna fucking because yeah. I don't, I don't feel the need to. Oh, you're, yeah, that, it's, you're it's not is fun. that your stance? That's cool, whatever. Yeah. I don't give a shit. But we are not on the more liberal side. We are not afforded that same thing. We need you need to hear. They need to tell you yeah why what they think about shit. And I, I'm I, actually I I'm pretty good at handling it. One of two things. One, you have to in your head just think they are quoting like the lamest hip hop lyrics to you, <laughs> and you're just like. What song is that? I hate that. Um, and, or you just go, um, hey, I'm the wrong audience for this. <laughs> yeah. And just be like, seriously, I'm the wrong audience. It'd be like, well, no, I love when people tell, tell me that I've read the wrong info. And also, I've, I've actually blocked a couple people who I know personally, but who just always engage me in that way. And I go, you know what? All right. I just took your platform away. Now you're going to have to call me and hear my voice boo-hoo you know what i mean and it's like people think he blocked him on social media yeah he was silencing the truth yeah yeah (laughs) no he was fucking stressing me out and he i so i read um i have a couple websites i read that i trust and one is um i like all sides but i wish they posted more stories it's i'm not getting enough of my news you know i try to read like bbc i try to read i do uh, bbc too just because it's an outsider perspective they're definitely more left but yeah and then like the economist is like decent um you know like fucking so all sides is really good they show you what the center seems to think the right seems to think and the left seems to think i like those but the, the 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 thing about it is is i spend quite a bit of time trying to get my information and when something seems like cater you'll never believe what trump just said it's like okay you're trying to get my click i'm not on board yep you're trying to play you're trying to play to me i don't play to me you know, give me, give me something challenging. I like reading an article that makes me have to rethink a position that I have. Right. You know what I mean? If something's going to make me rethink, you know, some of Planned Parenthood's policies, instead of be like, they think that this and, they, and then this and then this. You know, like, we, I, I don't want to click on media to get my, my endorphins going. I want to click on media. I want to, like, read it and afterwards kind of think, like, okay, I might be kind of full of shit on some of my views. That's something I want. And if I feel like media, I used to read that one, there's this one, alternate.org. Like the most, the most like, you know, the hardest left website. And I just realized after reading it a while, it's like, they're just literally saying things that they need me to agree with. So I keep clicking on this fucking website. I I don't need that information. It's not good for me. It's only making me feel like I'm right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I need to be constantly shown that I'm full of shit. Otherwise, I go into a weird spot. So I just wish other people felt that way. And they have to realize, like, yeah, you're not going to win. You're not going to win arguments with stupid people. 
if you entertain the idea that you're wrong. But what you will have is a little bit more mental health. And you will, you will have like, you won't live in this black and white world where everything is, a, is, a, is either a threat or an ally. And like, it's fucking weird, man. It's weird. And, 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 and people need to understand that if they do feel that way, even strongly, they're putting some weird fucking energy in the world. And they're putting some weird energy in people's lives. They're putting weird energy in their life. And you got to fucking stop. You got to sit down and write down all your fucking views that you passionately, passionately agree on. And you got to ask, when's the last time I listened to somebody who disagreed with me without my fucking blood boiling? You know what I mean? And, and if your blood boils the moment that you hear like, you know, I'll listen to Jordan Peterson talk. I, I used to like the guy a lot. And then I listened to him speak on some issues. And I started being like, wait, why is, why is this guy always talking like he's right about everything? Like he says some things that are like fucking insane. But it's like, so I understand me and him don't rely on, on things. But, you know, every now and then when he's talking about life, it can, you know, he can be very comforting. He mm-hmm. can, for, for, for a, a man in his late 20s, early 30s, that type of stuff can be very comforting being like, hey, you're not wrong in wanting, you know, in wanting uh, moral whatever in your life. You're not wrong for wanting structure in your life. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, yeah, like, you know. He's playing the things I'm going through right now, you know, whatever. But then I, I know people who will be like, oh, dude, you, you know, they'll get mad at you for even bringing that up because that's somebody who falls on a certain, who falls on a certain side of the spectrum. That guy, by admission, refuses to say he's on that side of the spectrum. But you look at all the people that seem to repost them everything and you're like, well, even if you don't like to admit that you are, it really does seem like those are your people, right? Right, yeah you can hold all of these different opinions at the same time and you can come to a conclusion that it's just like, you know what, I might not want to take everything this guy says as fact or whatever. You know, that's just one, I, I, that was just one name I could think of or like Joe Rogan, you know, I love Rogan. I love his podcast, but you know, there are times where it's just like, Hey, I, I don't necessarily think this is always the best place to get hand fed opinions. <laughs> I'm right. going, I'm going to have to like, put these through some sort of stress test and scrutiny. Otherwise I'm just going to be, you know, rattling off like Eddie Bravo's fucking shit. You know what I mean? Which is like <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and that's a, that, that process is something I'm, I'm really lucky because my parents, um, they put me through school and I got, you know, like they, I was, um, I was forced into the honors college cause I, I was, I took, um, this african-american lit course and i became like super tight with the professor beverly skinner and we um she basically forced me into the honors college and then all of a sudden i'm in all these like advanced you know classes and shit and just struggling to keep up and making connections between them i'd write a paper in one and then try to use everything i learned in that paper for another paper and you know and everybody's like oh that's great you oh, you made such an awesome connection there it's like no i i don't have time for all this shit and i'm too stupid for it so i got to keep and it really forced me to have some critical thought. So my parents gave me that. And um, because that, that was on their tab, you know what I mean? And, um, and I'm not saying that college, all people who go to college have like critical thought or anything, but it, that's where I gained it. And, you know, there's just critical thought is like so, it's like, it's almost like resented to a point where you'll be like, shut, nah, you're fired. Shut up. Shut up. I'll listen. Shut up. You know, and when you're just like, hey, so there's a lot of sides to this right now. You need to consider this. And, and the moment you even you start talking like like 
people don't like the word intellectual. You know what I mean? It's like, how the fuck are you going to fix a society that has so many different moving parts, so many different things, so many different cultures, so many different factors, economic things, like everything. Like, you know, and, and touring, you see it. Like, you'll be in, like, one area, and you'll be in, like, a, a fucking, like, little decimated town in Iowa that, like, there was a factory there, like, a couple years ago where everybody's parents had a job, and then it, like, went under, and you see the, the results and the drug addiction and all those things. And the next day you're in, like, you know, you're in Vancouver in the street where they let people do heroin, and there are literally 30 people a block just milling around outside. They're not dangerous, yeah. but they're junkies. Right. And you're like, what the fuck? This is chaos. And you walk literally four blocks to the nicest fucking business district that you've ever <laughs> seen. And then you go uh, sneak into a hotel and go on the eighth floor and go on the pool on the rooftop, eighth floor, and looking over like this beautiful scenery. And, and you see, it's like, if I can see like these drastically different situations, just walking four blocks in Vancouver or being in Iowa one day, or then being in Chicago another day, being in a nice part of Chicago, a bad part of Chicago, being in a fucking suburb outside of Detroit where we got shot, I've been shot at so many times. <laughs> we, we got shot out right outside of Detroit, you know, or, you know, down in, then you're in like fucking like Texas or you're driving through Alberta and you st stop in Banff and you're like, this is fucking paradise. And it's a little tourist area where people from like, fucking the west coast and other all over the world just go to be tourists for a bit and there's so many different situations and you know i, I brought up canada but you know north america and above <laughs> and everything you know whatever close but enough how the fuck are you going to solve any of these people with people who can't even form proper sentences just be like it's giving you easy answers you know right, what i right. mean but yeah no um fucking uh do you have? Is there anything that we didn't cover that we shoulda? Let's see. We did the talk to Hawk producing coronavirus? Ice nine kills. Ice nine kills. Ice nine's doing good. Did you get? Did you tour it all this year? Did you get any tours in at the beginning of the year? The beginning of the wait. Europe. Yeah, I was in Europe when the coronavirus broke oh, out. Shit, yeah. Yeah. They, that would have been weird, you know, because it was like. Uh, they, they gave us 24 hours and then we all raced to the airport and then they're like, oh, and Americans will be able to come and go. And it was just <laughs> like, why didn't you what? fucking say that at first? Like, we literally, because of their fucking announcement, we were literally raced to an airport in a bus. Like, all right, come on, come, we, we gotta move. We gotta move. We don't know what's gonna happen. We just gotta get to America. And like, and the flight was actually really easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know shit about it. I mean, the the whole fuck like I was talking about when I first got here this shit has been so simple and good for me and really my family too that probably just ignored most of the problems yeah. because it didn't affect me. and like and I realize that's like you know kind of a shitty thing to do but what you know what are you gonna do like what like are you gonna burden yourself with the stuff that doesn't affect you I don't know like is that does that make you not not shitty but you know inconsiderate I guess like oh it's I don't know how to how to how to phrase it exactly. Well, I imagine when you have kids and shit, and you're shaping these people's psychologies, you don't want them to like grow up like identifying with and looking at somebody who freaks out at everything and going, "All right, well, I got I, I'm gonna have to grow up to be that." You, you know, I mean, you got to yeah, keep yeah, a yeah, peace yeah, of mind yeah, and calm yeah. because you have. That's the thing about anxieties and stuff, and you got little people is like they'll get those too, even if you don't want them to, and you know, you at some point you gotta. That's why, like, for me, it's like I think about children a lot where I'm like, okay, I got to, if I have these things, 
I got to make sure that any shit that like was difficult for me psychologically, that shit's got to end. Yeah. So that for the next generation, uh, they'll be good. You know. Well, I mean? they're, they're, yeah, and there's a, there's a thing that I get into a conflict with, particularly with having kids, where it's you know an internal conflict where it's like so the, the with the, all the George Floyd shit, all the yeah. the clear racism and the systemic racism and the you know police police brutality, where I'm, I'm all you know I, I I feel of course that I'm on the total right side of that, and I would love to be out there with everybody, but I got a fucking seven year old and yeah. a thirteen year old, and there's certain risks you can't take. Yeah, but but I also want them to know the right side, like in my opinion, the right side of this, yeah. and but you don't want to indoctrinate and like it's it's almost like how do you fucking even acknowledge it without. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's it's a it's it's a hard thing to it's You're a like, hard hey, thing to figure out. Our family takes this stance, but not hard enough to go throw throw rocks at cops. You got that? Right. Yeah. Like we're not going to risk that. We're going to leave that to like we're going to leave that to kids who are still in the middle of their bachelor bachelor's degrees <laughs> yeah, yeah. who've got. We kind of support them. Yeah, it's like, but we do it quietly. <laughs> well, for me, it was like, you know, I I, I have. I have uh, illness in my family and, and, and like these, these, and of course I like, of course I support it. Like, listen, you cannot tour as much as I do and go to so many like decimated areas and not understand that there is a, like John Stewart said it best about like the, he was like, the problem's not like police or anything. It's just the way we use law enforcement it's not so much to protect people, and I know that because you don't know how much be- like how much shit I have gotten out of just because I'm a white fucking oh, fuck yeah. friendly dude. Yeah, yeah, you get me to talk to an officer for 15 minutes. I used to say I love cops because I would, I could get out of anything. I I never got arrested. It, I would and and play, at times I should. Yeah, and I and I want to gloat about it. It's just it's it like we got pulled over. I was driving a U-Haul with four band members in the back of it. The cop said he wanted to look in the back. He watched my face. My face just sank. Yeah. He's like, what's up, man? And I looked at him, and I was like, time for the honesty approach. And I was just like, I got four guys back there, and I have to get to the show in Reno. If I don't get to the show, it's like we're running so late, 25 people are going to lose their income tonight. I can't handle that, man. I was like, I'm literally doing everything I can. He was like, look, let's open up the back. I'm going to talk to the people in there. He's like, I'm going to make sure you get to your show. Just calm down. We got this. I'm like, all right. So we open up the back. Weed smoke rolls out. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, there's smoke weed back here. And they were just kind of like, wouldn't you? Yeah, he was like, right. I, I, I understood. So he's like, so another cop shows up. They get selfies with us. And then the one's like, this or the apocalypse? I've got my fucking gym playlist. We're like, what? He shows a, <laughs> right. a size. Like, what the fuck? They get selfies with us, and then they give us the tickets for the weed and the paraphernalia, which um, both a- amounted to 1200 each, which was like, what the fuck? Yeah, we're in Nevada. <laughs> yeah. This was like 2000. The statute of limitations. 2011 or 12 or something. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't mine. It was, at, the, at the time, I never, tra- or I never traveled with it or anything. <laughs> I refused to. Not, not out of anything uh, other than just I, I, I never wanted to buy it. I, it seemed like an unnecessary expense. There was always, there was always some at shows. Right. So, um, like, why are you buying it? Like, it's free. Yeah. Like, just ask, just, just ask the kids at the shows. Um, but so, uh, 
you know, and the cops are just like, hey, well, all right. So they're like, we're going to get back in the car. Don't get that. Don't go into that U-hole until we're gone. And they drive off and we go, well, white privilege worked in our favor this time for yeah, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, um, and, and, you know, that, that's just not the only thing I've seen. I've seen incidents that, that like, you, you know, you, you, like, so yeah, you can't, when this like mass awakening of like, yeah, there was a BLM movement before, but now like the thing is the social contract is being broken in some ways. Like the social contract is being broken. Like, yes, these situations are complicated and yes, sometimes the officer had to defend themselves. Yeah. Yes. Like it's, it's, that happened here, right? The the one here was legit. Well, from what I, from what I I don't, I I don't know enough about it, but I do know it was like somebody mentally ill and they had a knife and they were coming at the given. Yeah. Yeah. Just shoot him in the fucking leg. You know what I mean? Like, why the fuck is your only go-to mode to just keep screaming, like, stand down, stand ah, fuck! <laughs> Whole fucking clip. Do, 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 do. Like, just fucking the guy has a knife and go, okay, he could throw that. He could fucking kill him. Like, there is a chance that this could turn into a death, a death scenario, except I have this little device that'll fucking kill him, so just, boom, I'll shoot him in the leg. Yeah. And... I won't go viral. There, there's just something about the training happening right now where it's like, assert yourself and scream at the person, get their adrenaline running even harder, um, assert that you are in control of the situation, and um, if all else fails, unload your whole entire clip into their cor- torso. And it's like, that doesn't seem like the best case scenario in in these mental health incidents because yelling at somebody and trying to bark commands at them doesn't always get them to do what you want and shooting them to death makes you some fucking viral sensation and gets the fucking auto zone fucked up you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like like you're, you're just gunning this guy down you're like oh man the autos all those windows and those auto, that auto zone are getting busted out um but the thing about it is is like it you know like you, you i've i've toured enough to say yeah there needs to be a cultural wa- awakening to this problem. Like police are kind of being used as this barrier into the upper middle class for people. So it's just like, I, you know, seem like somebody who kind of belongs around somewhere in the middle class. And so cops are a lot more lenient. They're like, listen, don't fucking put people in the back of the U-Haul. Don't drive around with fucking illegal drugs. You're crazy. <laughs> You're crazy, man. You go, thanks, man. And they, you know, they give you this like older brother fatherly thing. Now, if we were, you know, a group of black guys, we're getting a whole different experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not only that, we, we're dealing with our, our grandparents' experiences with that experience. We're dealing with our parents. We're dealing with generational state, like, terror and, like, stay out of these scenarios. You're dealing with all these social circumstances and shit. And, yeah, like, masses of people were meeting up. And, and, um, and it was during a fucking pandemic yeah, you know, yeah. and you're just like, God damn it, guys! Could you just have rain checked it? You could have held the energy. Well, it's but it's you, it's, but you gotta just what a lot of people just don't do that I think goes a long way. Just acknowledging the difference for other people. Just don't, you don't have to fucking do anything. Yeah. Just acknowledge that it's different. Yeah. Like, I was driving when I was living in Baltimore, driving around six ninety five once. This 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 uh, van full of black teenagers sideswiped me. Yeah. Right? And this is on 695, right? This is a huge highway. They pull over with me. It's fucking teenagers, man. They get the kid gets out, and right away he's like, "Sorry, I like was falling asleep or some bullshit excuse." Yeah. And I was like, first of all, don't ever admit that it was your fault as soon as you get out of the fucking car. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't don't do that." 
and we're like look it's like my whole side of the car mirror and everything and uh i'm like can i get your inform you know insurance stuff and it's like a fucking 16 year old right yeah. and he's got a couple friends in the car like do whatever i don't give a shit but and i was like hey look i need to call my insurance to see if i need to call the cops yeah yeah and this is right after the freddie gray riots in baltimore yeah. so this is like this you know close to a sensitive time and uh this kid's like i don't want the cops here he's like Dude, i don't want them here either yeah like, so i'm gonna check uh, yeah. make sure that we if like if we I'm gonna just, try to minimize the yeah. damage to your future right and so i call my insurance and they're like well ah, it's up to the jurisdiction so i call the police like this is like is there it, like how do you feel do you the police were you know like do you feel that we you need us out there has there been any injury to anybody and i was like no i just want to make sure that this is recorded correctly with insurance and i'm not paying for shit basically mm-hmm. and uh luckily they were like okay no you, you're good you, yeah. you guys don't need us there and when i told that kid that the fucking relief on him and all the other kids in there yeah. i don't know if it's because they're fucking smoking weed or doing something i don't give a shit either yeah but i imagine it's just because they're black teenagers and they don't want to have to fucking deal with the cops and yeah. i don't blame them and yeah. i don't want them to have to deal with the cops either yeah i know in my situation that in that situation that would have been yeah, you, it couldn't you, have been bad for me in that situation, you, but I don't. It could have been bad for them, and I don't. And I want to acknowledge that, so I don't want to. You and, and it's like you don't want to hold that over anybody too, because like underneath, and you see it in these fucking sickening videos. Like every now and then, somebody like you, you don't want me to call the cops. Like don't fucking act like this is some Yu-Gi-Oh card you can pull on this yeah, person. Yeah. Like the fuck, and, and that that situation is not healthy for people. It's not healthy for anybody. And 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 the fact of the matter was, it was like, hey, like. And for me, I come from a background. My family does law enforcement shit. Mm-hmm. I there, I dude, I got I got coronavirus from cops doing jujitsu. So, <laughs> I I be, like I I am not an anti-cop person. Same. I yeah, I, I am an anti-authority person though to no end, and I am an anti like. I think that cops should be standing up and going, "Why the fuck are we letting all these fucking people in?" They're taking six months. They're not even learning how to load a fucking gun right. Like, why are we doing it? Like, you're making me look like shit. Yeah. But there's this crazy, like, code of honor thing and be like, no, no, no. That guy that that shot that black teenager three times in a really weird circumstance that didn't really seem real, you fiercely defend him. He's (laughs) one of you. Like, no, he's not one of me. Fuck him. Skewer him. Fucking cook him in front of everybody. I don't give a fuck. There needs to be more cops like that, which almost makes me want to become a cop, but fuck that. Yeah. I, I interviewed to be a cop once. I didn't get past the interview. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know, you're not right for the job. Yeah. No, basically that was it. I went in, it was, uh, my brother was a cop. My sister-in-law was a cop. My, like I said, my grandfather was kind of. kind of do have the point. appearance, like a cop-like appearance. Yeah, that's, what, that's I mean? what I've been going for. My yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I went in there and the interview was seven minutes long because I didn't want the job. I was only doing it because I was laid off. It was 2009, the last, I think that was the last recession, 2008, 2009, whenever it was. And uh, yeah, didn't get the call back, surprisingly. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, look, we've been over a shit ton of stuff. Definitely got more than enough here. Let's just wrap it up. Sorry that I I, I just checked my phone. Who's going to wake them all up from their slumber? Who's going to turn the party there into a real bummer? A CLVR, So
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Ricky. The song there at the end was Clever Motherfucker or something that looks like that at least. Um, I want to thank him for taking the time to do this. This is the way we started our morning on Monday. So it's a fresh one. So I hope it's uh, making sense to you right now. Um, I know we didn't talk a whole lot about Hawk or Ice Nine Kills, but that's all right because we covered plenty of other topics. And uh, it was really nice to do something in person. And the sound quality, <laughs> as I'm sure you recognize, is way better than usual. So that was nice. Um, again, thanks to Ricky for letting me take some time and sit in his room for a couple or his studio for a couple hours and chat. Uh, we got to do one again next year. You know, he's the only guy that, that's that's been there every year. So we got to keep it going. Um, if you haven't listened to Hawk yet, go stream their shit on uh, Spotify. And if you do serious uh, radio, uh, request them on Octane. I'm sure that would help. Um, all right, but that's going to be it for this one. And that's it for 2020. Thanks for listening. Come back in 2021. We got plenty of, uh, plenty of interviews already done. More about that later. Don't forget to subscribe to the Patreon or become a Patreon or become a patron. Or I don't know. I don't know what we call that, how that how that works. You get a membership, you subscribe, you uh, patronship. I don't know. But uh, check it out. Patreon.com slash getting it out podcast. Uh, Instagram at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast. And the Facebook.com www.facebook.com slash getting it out podcast. That's how it works, I think. Type that in. It might get you there. All right. Um, one last song for the year. This one is going to be from the Hirsch effect and no real reason for playing this one. I just like it. The song is called Torka and it's off of their album collapse and it came out earlier this year and you should check it out right now. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.